Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA, the best IPA I've ever drank, mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Make some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. It's fine. From the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. This is the session, and on this session, I am forced to drink an inferior pale ale than my very own Grenadier pale ale in my own goddamn bar. Is that because we drank it all we did, on your birthday? We did a number on one of the kegs. That is absolutely true on my birthday. Um, but no, we have others, and you, oh. you know, uh, I would have thought they would, you know, be on on tap. Sure, on a, on a Monday when I'm here doing a show. You would think, not so, huh? And, so. The, and so they do have them. It's not oh, like they ran out. Oh, they didn't run. No, we have other kegs. Although, that, so we tapped our first keg of Grenadier Pale Ale. It's available on the shelves now across the country, ladies and gentlemen. It's the Firestone Walker collaboration beer with the Brewing Network, where it is our version of a Pale 31. Oh, yeah. Came out awesome. Especially on tap, which you're never going to get to try unless you come to the Hop Grenade, although apparently not even then. Right. We don't um, even get to drink it right now. And so we have several kegs, and yeah, we made a dent. In fact, uh, when, on my birthday last week, we we outsold Pliny, which nothing ever in this bar outsells a keg of Pliny. Yeah. That keg is always gone within, I think... I, I want to say 48 hours of tapping at most. Wow. But often 24, and we were, although me and you and a few others were really doing our part last <laughs> week. But it was worth it. It was well worth it. And on the menu, you have the little keg-level indicators. 
Yeah. And it was flashing just tapped. Right. And the keg level was yellow. It was yellow. Half full. Yeah, we were already. doing we were doing on a half barrel. We were doing God's work there. <laughs> Very drinkable at four point nine percent. Oh yeah. It's super balanced like Pale Thirty One was. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I think it's like just shy of Pale 31. It's awesome. It's not quite the amazing awesomeness that was Pale 31, but it's just shy of that. It gives a nod to Pale 31. Oh, it's for sure. It's got some characteristics of Pale 31, but a yeah. little updating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, enjoyed several pints of that last week, and yeah. I was hoping to do the same tonight, and it's, it's just not the case. Do you think Eric's worried that you just drink it all and he wants <laughs> other people to have some? I think that's a strong possibility. Yeah, <laughs> that he he wants to spread it out a little bit. Huh? So um, you drank half of it. Yeah, I mean, I probably did drink a good half a keg of it myself, but it was my day. That's true. You know, you've earned it. My beer, my day. Your bar. My bar. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I felt like uh, I felt like having a few, and that's what happened. Felt like having a few today too, but. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> the day's not over. I guess. You know. Hi, JP. Hi, Fred. Welcome to the... Oh, there you are. Hi, welcome to the Hi. studio. Hey, yeah. thanks. I appreciate you welcoming Just me. talking about how great the Grenadier Pale Ale tasted on tap last week. Oh, nice. Uh, even... Now, you had it in the bottle with I had us. had it in the bottle. That's Even correct. better on tap. Well, I found that hard to believe. It was that good. Yeah. Well, if only we could show you. <laughs> if only. If yeah, only. I, I thought we worked at a... I thought we shared space with a bar. Isn't that <laughs> the case? I don't know. And shouldn't a bar have drinks that people actually want to buy? Now, I'm tired of arguing about it. Oh, okay. you know, Am I not helping? No. Damn it! <laughs> oh. All right. Well, uh, you know, fuck it. Yeah. And there's more pastry stouts to be sold, mm. and it's fine. That's right. Yeah. Well, how do you feel about milkshakes? I love them. <laughs> You'll like an IPA. Hell yeah. On tonight's program, we are speaking with Common Roots Brewing Company. They're out of South Glens Falls, New York, and they have <laughs> a great story. I'm excited to talk to these guys. Nice. Uh, they've had an interesting year, to say the, the very least. So you stick with us. You're going to hear some interesting beer tales um, of what these beer guys tales. have, have Ooh, been through. <laughs> Keg and beer, not for Justin. Beer tales. It's Ooh. our new show. Yeah. Uh, this show is brought to you by the good folks over at More Beer. Go to morebeer.com and check them out. And if you're looking for a new malt to set your pale ales and IPAs apart from the rest, look no further. Extra Pale is a modern two-row base malt designed for very light-colored beers. It's germinated like a pale malt to have a high degree of modification for easy brewhouse conversion. But then it's uniquely kiln like a Pilsner malt to have a very light color. The result is uh, a malt that easily and quickly converts like a true pale ale malt, but is uh, just light or lighter than most Pilsner malts, even. Hell yeah. Hmm. Don't forget also to check out More Beer's Comos line of commercial-grade draft boxes. They're awesome. Stainless steel coils chill your beer to perfection, while the rest of the 100% stainless components deliver that beer to the glass in style. Check it all out and more over at morebeer.com, and thank them for bringing you this program. Okay, what else have I got to get through here today? Um, some announcements, of course, who are brought to you today by our friends over at Drake's Brewing Company. Go to drinkdrakes.com. When you go there, you can find out about Hop Chef 2019. I was a judge at this a couple years ago. Hop Chef. Hop Chef. It's a cool event that they do. It's happening Saturday, October 19th at Drake's dealership in uh, Oakland there. Right. And it's an invitational that brings together 16 local breweries, each tasked with crafting a beer from a randomly selected ingredient. 
Oh boy. So like ginger oh. to juniper berries, pineapple to peppercorns, everything in between. Yeah. The brewers have to do this. And then uh, I was lucky enough to sit on a panel of judges who got to like judge how well they use the ingredient. Okay, incorporated cool. it in their beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of great breweries like the 21st Amendment is going to be there. Oh, actually, here's some of the ingredients right now. Uh-oh. 2-1-A got sweet potatoes and yams. Oh, that sounds like a gimme. Come on. Mm, Let's yeah. go. Come on. Alvarado Street got figs. Okay, uh, that's not bad either. Bear Republic got kiwi. Cellar Maker got grains of paradise and saffron. Mm. The saffron would be tough because you use too much saffron, you get iodine. Yeah. So that that grains of paradise, that's easy. But yeah. the saffron, that's a that's that's not easy. That's Could the only tricky. challenging one so far. Yeah. Cleophis Queely yeah. got hibiscus and lime. That's another hard mm. one too. You use too much hibiscus, it gets tart and tanniny. Listen to what Drake's got. I feel like this wasn't a random pick. Drake's, malt. Malt. Drake, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Water. Almost. Drake's got honey. Fuck. Tell me that's not rigged. Man, you know what? Mm. We need to be involved in that. Yeah. You remember back to BYOB? Oh, yeah. We tried to get bull testicles, but we couldn't find them. <laughs> like, we were working it. Right. If you look on bulls. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. I should have been a producer. Heretics involved. They got plums. Um, some people got tea. Uh, New Glory Brewing got oysters. You know, and I think hmm. thinking about it, I guess it's not it's not to stump the people. It's just right. to give them an ingredient to use in a beer that they may not <laughs> use already, and then you judge how it, how well it's used. Not everyone's as malicious I, as you. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking it's a mean thing. Yeah. Like spit, give them spit <laughs> in a jar, dude. Come oh, on, they've done it. People have done but, it. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they just they they probably like come up with a list of ingredients, then they like randomly yeah. select who gets them. Yeah. But the ingredients I'm still, are. I'm still kind of calling bullshit on honey. Um, <laughs> Well, the ingredients are like semi-traditional brewing ingredients anyway, so it's yeah. not like a concrete. Mm-hmm. And Triple something. Rock got chicory root. Oh. That'd be kind of tough, hmm. too. Yeah. Maybe a porter. Yeah. So anyway, Look at us. go to com. <laughs> Tickets will be on, on sale soon, but it's happening Saturday, October 19th from 2 to 5 p.m. Sounds uh, cool, man. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, in our announcements, we've got a few other things. The Great American Beer Festival is just around the corner. Um that corner is next week, I believe. Uh, so the Brewing Network will be there. As always, I'll be running the Brewer Studio and Food Pavilion, uh, so you can find me over there. Also, we stream the awards ceremony live, so that's Saturday, October 5th. Uh, pay attention to thebrewingnetwork.com for the definitive time. It's usually around uh, 10 a.m. now that they do it, but I haven't gotten the definitive time yet this year. Damn. But it's Saturday, October 5th, and we will bring it all home to you. You can watch that uh, on our live stream page. Concord Oktoberfest, put on by the Brewing Network, happening October 11th and 12th. Tickets are on sale now. Go to ConcordOktoberfest.com. And 25 bucks gets you a commemorative half-liter Stein and two full pours of that bad boy. Uh, so you're going to want to come out and see us. All craft beer at our Oktoberfest. None of those imports here. No, we get uh, local craft breweries to send us their stuff. Um, just was talking to Jamil, as a matter of fact. Oh. He's got, he's got all kinds of German beer for me. He's got uh, Heretic Oktoberfest. That's what I'm drinking right now. Ah, that we have that on tap here, yeah. yeah. He has a Hefeweizen, which I didn't think anybody makes anymore. <laughs> um, well, it's hazy. He has a Dunkel. 
And then, of course, he's got Heretic Lager, which is really a Hellas. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that's just one of the breweries, and we'll have 20 different uh, breweries on tap there. So, nice. go to ConcordOctoberfest.com. It's happening October 11th. That's a Friday night. And again, on the 12th, which is a Saturday day, you can come hang out with us and have a good time. We've got a German, a 20-piece German orchestra. Uh, we've got rides for the kids. Uh, we've got German dancers. We have a beer tent, like a real beer tent. It's a it's a good time. Come out and hang out with us. And finally, you can find some of us, me, I think JP, at uh, and I'm pretty sure. Um, um, uh, what's that girl who works for us now? Name Teresa. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know about Shimki yet. I haven't heard of it. Anyway, uh, we're going to be at the Sierra Nevada Hop Harvest Festival. That's, That's right. happening Saturday, October nineteenth, and we're going to be running some panel discussions that are going to be a great time. And the whole event just looks fantastic. Uh, I just got a list of of breweries from them and some info on the talks that we're doing which is probably good for me um oh gosh so many great breweries 21a uh bagby beer company is going to be there he's on one of my panels bale breaker brewing company i visited them uh beardy and i visited them up in oregon oh yeah great brewery yes beachwood is going to be there bear republic Berryessa, firestone uh oh gosh the list goes on and on kern river uh knee deep is going to be there moxa is going to be there mother earth is going to be there um, revision is going to be there. Good Lord. Russian River. It's a society. Our friends from society are going to be there. What a great event. It's happening. Uh, go to SierraNevada.com. You can get all the information and buy your tickets to come and hang out with us at the Hop Harvest Festival. Okay, fine. I'll go. Yeah, are you going to go? Yes. You have figured it in. out? Yes. That, By the way, I barely scratched that list of, beer, of breweries. It's, way, it's even better than that. Good. Mm-hmm. I plan on hitting all of them. Is that your, is that your exit? That day? Yes, are you, are you, my Brexit, my beard. Because you're moving up to Washington, you're leaving us. Yes. And so you, we had talked about this a little, but I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. So you're going to drive up to Chico with us, and then just and then that's it. You're yeah. gone forever. It's really great that Sierra was willing to throw a going away party for me. Hell of a party, too. Yeah. Just now. Yeah. Yeah. To join. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm continuing north. Wow. And going to Washington to open a distillery. So we get one last party uh, yeah. J- with with Beardy JP, and, yeah. and then he's dead to us. Good, just like it's about the, time. Like anyone else who leaves the show, yeah, dead. It's true. Yeah, I'm going to shave my beard at the end of it, Ooh. and then I really want you to. <laughs> I really do, Man. and then just leave it in Justin's radiator. <laughs> he wouldn't know. He overheats. Yeah. He wouldn't notice. Yeah, I wouldn't. It, it overheats as it is. Yeah. Oh uh, well. I just had to spend a bunch of money to fix the fucking brakes on that thing again. God damn. Again. Again. You guys have bought money pits, man. Jesus. Uh, Did they catch on fire again? No. And in fact, I only know because I spent a lot of time in that old girl this summer. I realized mm-hmm. I put over 7,000 miles on the bunker this summer. Wow. Um, Didn't you only get it with like 6,000 on it? <laughs> pretty <laughs> low. And I turned 100 at the beginning of the summer. Wow. And now I'm at like 106 something. Nice. Um, and. Anyway, point being, I know every little sound she makes. I know every vibration. I know every squeak. Like, I know it. Mm -hmm. And at the end of my last trip, I I heard this little, this kind of grinding, this tiny little vibration coming Uh from the back. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the brakes. And 
bring it to my mechanic. He's like, well, let's go for a test drive. And we do. And, you know, he tries everything. He can't hear it. And I'm like, you don't hear that? That's right. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't hear anything. But yeah. and he's like, also, uh, he's the same guy who did my brakes. He's yeah. like, they shouldn't, there shouldn't be anything wrong with them. You should have another two years out of these, you know. But he's like, hey, you want me to, I'll pull it apart. So listen, I know my girl. You know, take her apart. She's sick. Yeah. She's sick. She's yeah. ill. Takes her apart. Uh, one of the rear drums, the the brake shoe had had been completely demolished and ripped off. Wow! And, uh, so you know when you have a brake shoe, you got the metal frame th- that holds the pad on top of it. Yeah. yeah. And the, it's the pad that it had something got in there and just <laughs> tore it off. <laughs> so I was just metal on metal. Nice. But in such a way that it was not loud. It wasn't like it was a smooth <laughs> piece of metal. Yeah. So he was like. I don't know how you heard it, but it's a good thing you did, because that thing was fucked. That's all you got to do on the road, is just sit and listen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And make sure... I'm not on fire. Nothing's happening. Like I feel like yeah, in that in that thing, every five minutes, you have to just turn the radio off and just listen for half a minute just to make sure that you're not going to die. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and in fairness to the mechanic, he's not used to having to listen through all of the sounds the of other the sounds. body <laughs> falling off of the RV slowly. Yeah, right. yeah, he did. He calls me about that. He's like, so you know that like the rest of the thing's kind of falling apart, right? He's like... <laughs> He's like, from a safety perspective, I had to make you a list. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, all right, go ahead. He's like, so you know that the awning is like held on by one bolt and the cloth that's connected to the top. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah I knew that. That was about 4,000 miles ago. I got you. What else? What else you got? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, well, so you know how the muffler fell off? Yeah, yeah. Straight well, pipe. he's like, that's really not good for a car- from a carbon monoxide perspective because it's now like the the muffler's designed to come out past the body of the RV. Yeah, but yeah. about eight inches of it just fell off in fucking Wyoming or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah, that's not good for your life. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay, that doesn't matter anyway. Don't worry, I yeah. quit smoking last month. It's yeah, fine. I'm like, I sit up in the front. The no. things in the back. Um, and then he's like, all of the weather stripping is dry rotted and popped out. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you got anything I don't fucking know, man? <laughs> She's fine. He goes, okay. Also, your hydraulics are leaking. Now that was new. I didn't uh, know that. Oh, for the slide out. For the slide out. Mm. But that he was he was like he was he was like don't worry about it just keep filling it up. So I'm oh. gonna be driving up on my own to Chico. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can ride with me. I'll ride with you. My RV works. Well, no, I got to get back. Oh yeah, yeah. you don't want to go to Washington. I do. <laughs> okay, right. I'm forced to come back. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. I'm trying not to, but yeah. Well, she's all fixed up now, so I got to put a few pieces of tape on her, and then That's I right. bet the brakes work again. You Wait, get... so you taped the brakes? <laughs> I did not see. <laughs> yeah, it's like the I will pay for the drivetrain. Oh, like okay. the drivetrain, the brakes, because that's the only thing like left of value on the vehicle. So I take care of those things. <laughs> okay, right? sure. Everything else, fuck it. Yeah, fine. yeah. You'll just build a new when it when yeah. when it falls off. Yeah, pretty much plywood and tape. All right, so. You can find us at Sierra Nevada Hop Harvest Fest <laughs> in the bunker. That's right. We'll be there. All right. If you want to support us, do your Amazon shopping by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. It's a great way to support us. Just do all the things you normally do. Um, you can also subscribe and join the BN Army. For as little as 2 bucks a month, you're entered into the More Beer monthly donation giveaway, which is a chance to win 100 bucks to spend at More Beer. I thank all of you who have been doing that for all of these years. Believe me, we need it. 
we can't do it without you uh, and your support and any way you can support us uh, we appreciate you uh, so very much uh, sign up for our Twitter our Facebook and our Instagram for things um, and to see things and then send your show ideas over to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com that's feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com uh, not just uh, uh, show ideas but you know tell us how you feel you know tell us about your hopes and dreams yeah, how, how are you just keep it short what do you have for breakfast you know yeah you can tell us anything just, just keep it short what do you want dude all right. Do we have a Twitter game today? Yeah, man. Cool. Twitter game is brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop. Go to wineandhop.com, where most items ship within 24 hours. And BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under 25 pounds. Just enter BN shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart, and your discount will be taken after you check out. Madison, Wisconsin residents, order your homebrew supplies online at wineandhop.com, and then pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company, located on Wilson Street, just across from Central Park. They'll waive the shipping, and you get half off your first beer. Damn. Go to wineandhop.com. What's our Twitter game? Well, you know, Justin, in this industry of beer that we are adjacent to, and, and maybe in, for that matter, who knows? Yes. Um, there's been a lot of focus lately on, in the past couple of years, of the importance of beer and, and, and almost treating beer not as an object, but almost like a human being. Right, you know how mm. like corporations are like get human rights and, yeah. and waterways get human rights in some places, or whatever. It's like we've transformed beer into a, a person. Okay, okay, and we interact with this person. It's probably the most interactive we will be with a person all week. Okay, right? that's yeah. not our spouse or a coworker. True. So I thought that's definitely true. If what style of of beer would be the best kisser? Okay, yeah, mm. I like it. Yeah, and why? Sure. Yeah, that's fine too. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, where? Yeah. Whatever you want. But <laughs> okay. which? Yeah. yeah. You know. All right. Thanks. That's our Twitter game Thank today. You. All right. Let's do a little feedback. Feedback brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. Go to beerlawcenter dot com. Check it out. John can take care of your trademark or your brewery filings and all that stuff that he does over there. Um, he does a great job on mine. I haven't. Uh, I haven't lost my ass yet. Oh, good. You're still not in court. I mean, oh, any I mean, day. Supposedly it's headed there, but. <laughs> any day. I don't okay. know what's with these people. But still, John does a good job. Beer lost Yeah, he does. Yeah, one of these days you'll hear about it. This is going <laughs> to put John to the test if it goes to court. I told the whole story at the BN anniversary party. Another reason to show up at our events. You never know what's going to happen. Sometimes oh. I spill my guts about all the things. And I told everybody there. I made them all put their phones away so they weren't like videoing <laughs> me in case I ended up in court or whatever. Um, John gave me the okay. My lawyer was, my attorney was there to uh, make sure I didn't say anything um, inappropriate. Was he at the soundboard with a mute button? You should have been <laughs> yeah. on stage whispering in your ear. <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, all right, go to beerlawcenter.com. Okay, feedback's pretty short this week. Yeah, man. I, and I just checked, and there's uh, there was another one, but it wasn't worth adding to the thing. So. Okay. Well, Tim writes in, and he's writing about our manscaping uh, discussion we had last week on the yes. show. Oh. So Tim says, so here's a funny story. I listen to the session everywhere, but it's funny. always on when I'm in the shower. So... There I am in the shower, listening to the tap episode, and sure enough, comes your manscaping discussion. Nice. At the exact moment, I was using my new lawnmower 2.0. Whoa. <laughs> He's got that shaver, the lawnmower 2.0. He says, it was a strange experience. There I am, shaving my junk, listening to you guys talk about the product I'm using and your junk. 
Junkyard Wars, he says. Uh, yeah. That's his little clever anecdote. Yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, anyway, I already decided to write in before you suggested it. This thing is wonderful. At first, I was pulling the skin taut so it was smooth as possible. Yeah. Because I, too, know what it's like to nick your balls with a razor or a clipper. Yeah. The lawnmower did a great job, and after a few minutes, I kind of just let it hang there and went over an untaught, wrinkly skin, and it worked Whoa. beautifully. That's no nicks at all. Living on the edge. Yeah, no yeah. pun intended. That's ballsy, dude. Mm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Even with all the safety guards intact. And yeah. I, I don't know if I could do that. No, thanks. Yeah. Oh, Justin has a prize box. Oh, here we go. We're getting the big-ass prize closet right now. I'm just glad he didn't figure out about the shower cam we installed in his shower. So right. We know what to talk about. He said, there's no nicks. It's totally waterproof, and I highly recommend it. I give it two out of two balls, he says. Mm, <laughs> I, like his, I like his... Uh, he says, I also recommend their Crop Reviver and, and another spray that comes with the package. Crop um, Reviver? Crop Reviver? Yeah. So, crop. Uh, anyway, he said, thanks for all okay. you. Thanks, Tim. All so, right. uh, let's see what happened here. So, Manscaping sent me... A <laughs> bunch of stuff. Let's see what happened. <laughs> uh, we're going to use it. We're going to demo it right now. Which, oh, by yeah. the way, some of it's been taken. Who took a bunch of the manscaping stuff out? Andrew, come back here! <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole bunch missing. You know what? When uh, Warren and I, we were doing Dr. Homebrew, I saw there was a full box. There were shirts in there. And yeah. you didn't take the stuff? No, 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 no. Hell no. No, no. I would never do that to you. Eric is blaming it on Scott. Mm. Oh, of course. Why would you think he'd be different? Well, it's just sitting here. If he, if it was important, he would have taken it home. Eric, did did you see Scott come take the stuff? I did not see him come take. No, he was on. I did not see him come take it. Okay, but I'm assuming. <laughs> Understood. Apparently, he was in here with his friends, hanging out and drinking. And no. it's not like something we can ask for back. Like, you know what, I'm, no. like I'm going to ask for the lawnmower back. Yeah. The seal's been broken. Well, Dennis Prager says. <laughs> Because it was like nice stuff, like a carrying case. I did see Justin, one. Justin, do you not remember giving it away on your birthday? What? I did? Yeah. To who? You gave me a set. I did? Yeah. <laughs> you drunk bitch. I was real drunk on my birthday. But I didn't give it all away, did I? Well, clearly, because you still have some. There I don't were know like what... four in here. Oh, you just gave me one. Okay. And you had the box I out. I think there were and you three. Might have when, given... I, when, when we were poking through it, it were three. One was already open. That's and so this Warren one. and I looked through it, and we're like, oh, yeah. this looks actually really cool. Okay. Well, and we used it. Yeah. Just want to openly apologize to Scott. Well, I was going to give Don't you one, that. JP, but now I'm going to have to request more. Anyway, go to manscaping.com and use coupon code BREWING, and you get a, I don't know, I don't know you, get, you get a bunch of stuff. Um, what does that mean? You were going to give me one, but now you have to request now more? you know. Well, because now this one's mine. Oh, okay. And there were, But there were three. And Beardy so, has one, so and one's one. missing. There, there is someone took one. Okay, yeah. yeah. There's there's no, so why is he apologizing to Scott? I don't know. <laughs> that's what I thought. Mm. And then uh, there's like other things too, like the plow. Yeah, that's yeah. like the straight edge shaver. This yeah. is the straight edge yeah. shaver. Do you want the plow? I'm not going to straight edge anything. Do you want to try the plow? <laughs> Look, it has a mirror. You won't live straight edge. Take the plow. All right, I'll take it. All right, and then the other thing I'm really excited about from Manscaping that are thing works these really things. good. I got baby soft cheeks for about two hours until it grew back. You have this, yes? Okay, two hours. <laughs> uh, I like these. Yeah, the crop mop. Crop mop. What is a crop mop? They're refreshing ball Thank wipes. You for the plow, by the way. I'm You're welcome. Use it. Yeah. On they're the anus later. They're ball wipes. 
They're ball. Why do you need to? You wipe know, your balls? on some days, like in the middle of a hot day, you, yeah. you're out and about. You keep them in your glove box. I don't know. You, okay. you don't have time for a shower. <laughs> well, you uh, you can you can you can freshen up. This is why this segment is good because I would never. I, sometimes companies think of stuff that you don't know that you need. Right. I would never have thought that. You know what? I really yeah. need to wipe my balls. But apparently, now that it's explained to me in such a manner, yeah. Okay. I maybe can, I, now maybe makes I sense. do. Yeah. I can attest to that because it was 90 degrees out, and mm-hmm. I was busy packing and boxing up shit. Yeah. And I had the kit, and so I was like, you know what I need to try right now? Let's see how much. Crop mop. I need to mop my crop. And yeah. I, I need to nice- not know about this. <laughs> Why is it called a crop? You reap the harvest, I guess. <gasps> your hair is no, you're growing your hair. Because if that's where your seed is. Oh, right? yes. Your ball seed. Yeah. <laughs> crop mop. Mop the crop down. Well, yeah. they've got other stuff, too. Uh, okay. There's a foot deodorizer spray. Um, there is a crop cleanser, which is just like a hair and body wash. Um, crop reviver. This is what the, the, our, our, our listener was writing in about. This is, okay. a, this is a toner and refresher for your balls. <laughs> you, toner? Uh, oh, that probably helps. Um, not, I don't know about skin. ball skin, but it probably helps with like ingrown hairs. Oh, okay. really? That's a, I've never had that I've issue. Never had an ingrown yeah. hair on my testicular region. Okay, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Right? Is it like a bronzer? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's if you cut the hair too short, then you spray it on and it grows back a little bit. Oh, that's okay. I, that's my thought on mm. it. Yeah. All well, right. Well, go to manscaped.com, and when you use coupon code Brewing. Is that right? I think it is. Uh, you get twenty percent off, off twenty uh, percent off, and free shipping. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a good deal. Twenty percent yeah. off. I think yeah. you guys should try this stuff out, folks. Mm-hmm. Those ball wipes it were uh, a nice afternoon treat. Nice. See? Yeah. All right. Hey, man. Treat yourself. I have a feeling we'll need them in Chico. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, right. yeah. It's probably going to be hot up there. I'll bring them. Stuff them in the glove box. If there's any left by then, I'll bring them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure you just wash them. And- You're just going to use them as showers. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Who needs showers when you have all these high-quality progr- pro- products from Manscaped? That's right. Uh, all right. So uh, go check all that out. That's it for our feedback today. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. Use the coupon code yeah. when you re-up. Exactly. You still got to re-up, don't you? That stuff doesn't last forever. No. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, make sure you go check out that uh, new beer from the 21st Amendment, Spark Ale. It's their sparkling rosé ale, essentially a hybrid between a cider and a beer. It's brewed with apple cider juice and grain-based sugar, then back-sweetened with peach, cranberry, and cherry juice. Uh, It's not really a cider, but it sure tastes like one. It's going to be the perfect beer for your fridge. It's also gluten-reduced, which is less than 10 parts per million of gluten for those who are looking for a good alternative to those beers. Big multi beers. Go find it on the shelf. It's good stuff. I have it in my fridge. Yeah, me I too. do too. Yeah, yeah. Twenty first Amendment. Great people over there. You know, I do actually. They're just it's great people. There's more than Sully over there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. All right. We're going to take a real quick break. When we come back, Common Roots Brewing Company will be on the program with us, and I'm excited to talk to them. They've got a great story, and uh, we're going to try their beer as well. Hang in there. You're listening to the session. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Wayne Wong. 
Bubbles from Cigar City Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us while I take a break and cough all the way through. Yeah, you and Bev, man. Can't shake it, man. I've had this thing for two weeks solid. It's better than last week. Teresa uh, was scheduled to be here with us today, too. She's got it also. Wow. And uh, no one, it's going around. I don't know what it is. Damn. It's the weirdest cold I've ever had because there are like virtually zero other symptoms other than this like painful cough. But uh, I I think I'm on the mend. I really hope I get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we did make out enough last (laughs) week. That's true. It's possible. What style of beer was I in your mind when we were kissing? (laughs) (laughs) Not a pale ale. You're not that good. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. Like a solid wheat beer? Yeah, I'm definitely not that giving. I would be a hard seltzer. By the way, we got to the bottom of the great Manscaped caper at the break. Apparently, I gave it all away on the night of my birthday when I was drunk. I gave one to Aaron. I gave one to Beardy, which basically leaves the one left for... For sure. <laughs> yeah. I was telling uh, Warren so. when we were here, I was like, dude, just text Justin. I know these are going to be for us. Just And we can just take them right. off his hands right now. And he Should refused. have done. He refused. I, I told, refused. That was my intention. Before I went on a drunken sure. giveaway spree, <laughs> yeah. my, so that we all could talk about them. Sure. <laughs> it was definitely my intention. Hey, Worked for me, so okay. Yeah, well, fine. (laughs) Okay, as promised, though, we've got uh, our our next guests on the program: Common Roots Brewing Company out of South Glens Falls, New York, and we'll be speaking to Christian and Bert Weber. Hey, guys, thanks for being on the show. Hey, good to be here, man. Good to to be here. I know it's late in New York, or later anyway, so I appreciate you being here, and I hope that you have had yourself a couple beers to make up for it. We've had a couple beers. It's a nice rainy evening here in upstate New York. The leaves are changing. Okay. Probably different than Northern California. Yeah, it's probably a little... uh, We're just sort of brown and dry right now. I do love the uh, New York and New England fall. It's pretty beautiful. So... We're we're in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Well, we had a nice summer kind of weekend here. It's like Indian summer. So it was really very, very much a treat. Very nice. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Now, uh, I'm just going to assume that you guys are father and son and not married. You both have the last name. Just we are father and son, yes. Gotcha. So, and married. And, yeah, right. <laughs> this is upstate New York. <laughs> it's new New England. Yeah, yeah. Still recovering from the manscaping. Right. <laughs> so are we. I don't blame you. Um, so, all right. Well, then tell me a little bit about yourselves. Uh, when did Common Roots Brewing start? And, and you know, what was the idea? Did you guys always, as a father and son, hey, you know, think we're going to go into business together? Well, uh, I don't know if we always thought we'd go into business together, but uh, we, we did, you know, we, we homebrewed together. Okay. And then, uh, you know, as I remember coming actually back from a, a bike ride down on the eastern shore of Maryland that we did, a, we always do as a family, actually, and go down there. And uh, on the ride back, it, uh, we had a much more serious discussion about the idea of opening a brewery. And uh, you know, it started to uh, it started to germinate from there. Did you uh, and you're Bert? I am going to assume. Yeah, Bert, yeah, yeah. Bert, did you did you retire and then looking for some like what the next step was, or was it not even that far along in your career? Well, I, I basically just retired from teaching a few years early, and I actually had another job after retirement. I was. And uh, you know, I was I was uh, I was looking for something to do. I, I didn't really. I mean, honestly, the idea of a brewery, opening a brewery was kind of foreign to me. Although 
Uh, in retrospect, Chris and I, wherever we went, we seemed to visit breweries, and we obviously love beer and love making beer. Right. Uh, and there was just something about the, uh, you know, the, the, you know, about being in a brewery. There's something very special about it. So sure. I guess I, I, I should have expected it, and uh, I, I taught for 30 years. And honestly, you know, the discussion that we had, I saw the passion in, in Christian about the idea. And uh, I have to say my wife, Robin, was uh, just uh, one of our probably our biggest cheerleaders in this whole thing. Okay. So when she said, why not? Let's let's go for it. Wow. What did you teach, Bert? I actually taught in a uh, career and technical program. It was called the Horticultural Landscape Design. So okay. my, my background was in agricultural plant and soil science. Okay. And Christian, what about you? Did you go to school for brewing or for business or uh, just also this passion for beer kind of drove you here? No, I mean, I, I started off uh, homebrewing with my dad and, and probably started off more in college, more for the consumptive quality than the artisanal, I suppose. Like, that makes I wasn't sense. old enough to buy beer, but you could still go to a homebrew shop and, and buy the ingredients. Um, and then from there, really, uh, there was a brewery called uh, Squam Lake Brewing in New Hampshire, where I did my undergrad, where uh, it was a guy not much older than me at the time who was uh, kind of was doing a nano brewery, which was maybe before nano breweries were a thing. Okay. Um, and I started volunteering with him a bit on bottling days and, and whatnot, and then eventually did an apprentice program at a, a brewery about an hour south of where I went to graduate school, and then brewed there for a bit, um, and loved it. I thought it was awesome, but didn't know if it was still what I wanted to do, and uh, pursued, pursued a career outside of beer, ran a nonprofit for a bit in Lake Placid, and kind of came to a a crossroads where I either had to stick with it or go do something else and was looking at brewing positions at other breweries and my dad had just retired and we uh, a conversation kind of started that maybe we should try our own thing you know okay so so far it sounds like a dream right all kind of coming together <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but Bert <clears throat> I'm I'm trying to think about you and and newly retired and then this this new endeavor which is potentially very very expensive. It sounds yeah. it's, forgive me for being a little nosy but our listeners always kind of like to hear about this sort of thing. So you you get to this point in your life where you're able to retire, you know, I'm going to assume you have some retirement, you have some savings. Is is this next endeavor the type of thing where you're like putting it all on the line again like at this late stage in your career? Well, <laughs> That that certainly is a consideration, and, and you know, and but honestly, uh, you know, we we just saw the potential here, and you okay, know, yeah, uh, you get one shot at doing things, and so we, you know, we, I have to say, you know, as uh, my wife and myself, we looked at this opportunity, and we said, you know, well, why not? Yeah, let's, let's, I, I think this could work, and we obviously did our work, so we, you know. Uh, Put together a business plan. Started looking for properties. Uh, Christian's commercial brewing background. I I actually did construction in the summers, oh. so I thought you know our combination of talents we could we could probably do something and uh, keep it under budget. So that's perfect. Within, yeah, within the budget. <laughs> With it, yeah, probably not under. Let's be <laughs> yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. But that's nothing under budget. That's for sure. Okay, I like your attitude, Bert. It sounds like a good way to do things. So wait. So what year did you open then? So we uh, we closed. Uh, my father and I bought the uh, a building at Southlands Falls in February 6, twenty fourteen. Uh, we did all the construction for the most part ourselves with the help of like family and just friends. 
And uh, we opened December 19th, 2014. So we're coming up on our five-year anniversary here. Okay. Excellent. It was about a 10-month renovation, yeah. yeah. That you guys, did you, you were able to largely do that yourself? We did everything ourselves, yeah. which was which is great. You know, wow. my dad has, like I said, taught at a vocational school, so there was a lot of other uh, trades, uh, former you know teachers that have retired and lended a helping hand. That's a pretty convenient. Uh, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> we had that we had electricians and plumbers and everyone to kind of help out. Uh, plus, we we do live in a community that's you know that really everyone just kind of lends a hand. And uh, yeah, wow. it was ten months and probably four or five days off in that ten months period, but. We opened and it was still certainly a work in progress, but we had opened with enough um, enough done, I suppose, to, to kind of open the doors. Excellent. You know, when you tell people you're you're building a brewery or, or opening a brewery, they, they seem to come out of the woodwork. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was a it was pretty exciting, honestly. That's really cool. Well, and and as Christian said, you're you're sort of uniquely positioned uh, in your vocation that you have that you know all these trades that you've worked on through the years. So that's pretty cool. Like yeah, it. Well, it, it came in handy, certainly, yeah. yeah. Okay. You, you might have come in under budget monetarily, but how many kegs of beer did you owe? When you <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We're still working for beer. So. Yeah, yeah. That, that's still uh-huh. being paid. Uh, okay. So we've got a real, we've got a fairy tale story so far, but it, it does take a different turn. But before we do that, I've got a beer in my glass that I want to talk about. Um, and that is... Uh, Party Shirt Fridays IPA, which is a great... Tell me about the origin of the name first. So Party Shirt Fridays was like a weird uh, thing at the brewery where uh, we had a, a few of us would wear party shirts on Fridays. And also we also had John Mayer Fridays too, which was maybe... I don't know if that's going to be able to be a beer or not. But <laughs> nice. uh, it became this thing. And next thing we know, it, it was an entire staff slash all of our patrons started wearing party shirts on Fridays and uh, it was maybe pressured from the world, but we decided to have a beer called party shirt Friday. So uh, it's largely based around an IPA, a fruit IPA. Um, we've kind of rotate the fruit now through the years. So it started off with passion fruit, um, pineapple, raspberry. We've had some other ones as well. Okay. This one has pineapple, I believe. Awesome. Yeah, the one that we've got here. And so it's also definitely tastes fruited, but not overly fruited. Um, in fact, some of that pineapple, you could say, you know, I don't know what hops you use, but I, I could have argued they come from some hop character, too. Yeah, absolutely. So this is definitely a beer that we wanted it to be balanced in terms of the hop and, and beer profile, not to be too forward on one, you know, basically too fruited in some ways. Um, we certainly have some other sour IPAs and some uh, sour mixed culture beers that are definitely heavy on fruit, but this is one of the ones where we love a good balance, too. A lot of our beers we brew at Common Roots are are meant to be approachable and, and balanced, and this is definitely a part of a series that that's, uh, that's part of that. Do you keep the uh, hop bill and the lactose additions and everything consistent? You just change the fruit out, or what do you do? No, so the hops definitely change with the fruit, and it's usually to complement or to pair better, I would say. Um, we've also only done probably less than 10 iterations now. So, so far, we've ju- adjusted every time, and whether that's for the um, you know, for the, uh, the balancing aspect or because we keep finding uh, better ways of making it. Sure. 
I really like the uh, way the lactose kind of fights the acidity that I would guess the pineapple would give it to where it kind of still feels just kind of like a normal New England IPA. Mm. <laughs> Air quote normal. Normal. Yeah. Normal. That's fair. That's fair. Especially in the West Coast. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, know, you know, the first time we did it was actually with passion fruit, which as you guys know, passion fruit's incredibly acidic. Um, and some of that was we might have went overboard on passion fruit a little bit. Um, and it, we wanted we wanted to use the amount of passion fruit we used, and uh, we also wanted to make sure it was still balanced. So some of that lactose initially came in sort of, and I hate to say by accident, but it, it did. Hmm. Um, from And we decided to, uh, to kind of continue with it a bit because we actually don't put a lot of lactose in our IPAs. Some of our IPAs certainly have it. I know it's like an East Coast thing, but um, – I would say at least half of them don't have it. <laughs> you know, to me, with the, the the pineapple and the lactose combined, sort of tastes like the way pineapple upside down cake tastes like mm. cooked pineapple, but in a in a in a not in a bad way where you get like you know cooked fruit is sort of mealy and weird yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's it's not tangy like Warren said. It's not acidic, but it's almost caramelized in a way. And I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what the combination there is, but uh, it's a very unique pineapple flavor mm-hmm. it tastes yeah. like it tastes like fruited pineapple like the like you're eating pineapple that's maybe like just ripe like perfectly ripe maybe mm-hmm. even overripe because you know what i mean that darker pineapple flavor mm-hmm. that's what i get out of this and it's very good yeah yeah i i really like because it has a firm bitterness at the end yeah and for me yeah, it does the pineapple goes right into that bitterness so it's almost as if i'm tasting bitterness from the pineapple and I'm certain mm-hmm. it's actually the hops, but to me, the yeah. the way it goes from one to the other in like this perfect curve, mm-hmm. it's almost as if like I'm getting a little bit of bitter bite from the pineapple. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just how well you guys use hops to complement the fruit, but um, it's just such a nice slide right into the firm bitterness. Yeah, you know, definitely. And the mosaic is pairs really well mm. with the pineapple. Yeah, um, and. For my palate, I'll appreciate that the citra is restrained, <laughs> but but it, but it does taste like you do have a, a good quality citra as well. Yeah, because um, sometimes it can get kind of skunky to me and, and dank. For me, I think I I would like to see like a more restrained bitterness. I feel like the bitterness mm. at the end cleans all the fruit out, and that's what I meant. Like I me, think that's what I really like about me it. as yeah. a non-fruit beer drinker. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I'm very interested in and sort of attracted to this flavor. I want to kiss it. If this was a beer, oh, I would oh kiss it here we go, or something. Um, yeah, Twitter hint right there. Yeah, uh, you know what I mean. And yeah. so it, it kind of I see what you mean. It goes it goes in a curve, but for me, it like spikes up at the bitterness, mm. and and that washes away the fruit. That that's what I'm looking for. I see. But that's the kind of beer drinker I am. I'm not like a a, a super bitter beer drinker. Mm-hmm. You're just bitter. Just a bitter, I'm just bitter comma beer drinker. Right. Comma very handsome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is a nice beer, guys. It's it a came. really good beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Um, okay. So I wanted to do that so we can talk about that because the next part of our conversation, can, I think it's a little intense. So um, speaking in Chinese, for me. yeah, we needed uh, a beer before earlier. Th- I think earlier this year was it 2019, guys? Yeah. Okay. Earlier this year, you guys experienced a devastating fire at the brewery. The brewery essentially burnt down. Is that right? Yeah. So it was. March 25th, the day, I guess we won't forget at this point now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we had a 
pretty catastrophic fire. It, it burned majority debris down. Um, no one was hurt, which is, I mean, we really just have just realized how fortunate we were um, because of how, you know, fires are just are incredible. You know, they're some yeah. of the most scariest and, yeah. you know, terrifying things on a planet. And uh, we, we were completely open. Our tap room was packed. Uh, we had brewers in the facility. We were, you know, things were, things were happening. So wow. it was definitely, we were really fortunate that no one was hurt. And so, uh, it was I, catastrophic. I, I, and I want to keep diving into this, but I, I just, I want to point out how I came across it. So I didn't actually know about this when we booked you guys, right? Um, and we always send out uh, a pre-interview. It's kind of for my listeners letting you all know. We send out like a pre-interview so I can get a little background of the brewers. And, you know, one of the questions is like, what's happening at the brewery? Um, you know, anything you guys specifically want to talk about? And, and who, filled out, who filled out the pre-interview, Bert or Christian? Actually, we kind of both did a little bit, so we uh, okay. passed yeah. it back and forth. Because so. there was like a very short sentence. It was almost like, it's like one of those things like where, you know, it's like one of those awkward family dinners where you like tell, <laughs> like where you tell grandma you're pregnant. You go, I'm pregnant, pass the turnips, like yeah. you just gloss over it. Like I read this sentence and it's like, well, we would talk about the background and growth of Common Roots, the fire and the aftermath. Oh, and we have a community foundation and, and it like moves on. And I'm like, wait a second, what? fire what at what the fuck and so i i have to go searching and you guys did a nice job of communicating with your with your fans and your community through your website and i ended up learning this story and i'm like it's a good thing i really read these pre-interviews because i i might not have known this happened okay so let's go back to 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 march 25th so uh what happens you you go about your normal brew day and and the two of you go home but the but the tap room is still open i guess at this time yeah so um it was kind of a normal day i think my father had just left uh we were actually we were i think the last thing we did in the brewery was you and i were fixing the top of one of our footer tanks that we had just Oh yeah, we were yeah. sanding it. We we're figuring something out with it, mm-hmm. and uh, we got high five left. Uh, we were uh, our sales and operations director Keith and I were actually in Uplands Brewing for the weekend, doing a festival with them, and uh, had just gotten back from Indiana. So I went to my office to just catch up on the mound of emails that had come in since uh, since I'd been gone, sure. and uh, we had a what largely was a vent pipe malfunction in our brewery and it was kind of a freak accident. And I started, it was literally my office that actually caught on fire, but I started oh. smelling some things and uh, went down and the rest of the brewery didn't smell any issues. The, the brew system was on going through a cleaning cycle. A brewer was down there. Um, dapper room was bumping. Everything was kind of normal. And uh, just, I kept just smelling something in my office. The next thing I know it, we saw smoke and, uh, we were luckily I was there. We were able to get her, get everyone out, and uh, yeah, I'm sure my dad remembers that horrifying phone call I yeah. called him. But uh, uh, what what is this? It. What is this vent pipe? Like, do you have a kitchen in the brewery? It was just a standard. No, the vent pipe from our boiler, from our brew, our brew system, basically. Um, it. it was kind of a freak accident. It wasn't supposed to happen. Everything was to code and rated, which I guess makes things more scary when you think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was an old building, and which was really something kind of fascinating. That we, you know, we my dad has a, a good background in c- construction and whatnot. But um, you know, it was, it was an old building with new construction on it. So mm-hmm. 
you look at the fire damage, it was it was the old building that burnt around the new construction, basically, which is interesting. Kind of interesting to see the aftermath, how you know technology has improved with firewalls and all these different things that we add to code now and and whatnot. But you know, at the end of the day, the, the main part of the brewery was built in the early 1900s, and that just you know it was old old wood and add a little fire to that, and it was wow. quick. And okay, so. We've gotten to the point where there's smoke. Now, all of a sudden, you see fire. You get everybody out, and I I guess I'm just going to assume things from there just happen very quickly, like the whole place just kind of goes up in flames? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I uh, We got everyone out of the, the brewery. Uh, the staff did an awesome job. You know, it was like a freaking fire drill, you know? Everyone was outside. One of them... Uh, called 911 we're actually located right next to the fire department which was interesting wow. helpful. Um, we had done a collaboration with kcbc not that long ago and it was in a mobile blending tank because it was a wild beer okay and we had just blended literally that day so i actually tried i i rolled it outside because that was oh wow well, <laughs> you know, in the scheme of things i was like all right we put the fork truck outside i just was trying to move things outside because I guess in your head, you kind of think you never think the entire building is going to burn down. Yeah. But there were stuff up front where there was smoke and, and starting to be flames coming from. So I was, you know, and in hindsight, it's 2020. I kind of wish we could have, you know, grabbed more things knowing where the fire would, what it would hit. But, <laughs> sure. uh, but you wouldn't know. Yeah. So, so the whole thing, and, it burned right down to the ground? Um, the entire. Uh, I guess the whole front of the building, for the most yeah. part, really did the burn down. And, the, you know, yeah, the main space. cellar, our, our bigger tanks, our canning line, um, things. Yeah, I mean, some of our bigger stuff didn't actually burn, which is nice. So there's there's a newer warehouse that was built onto the back that had our sixty barrel tanks, our canning line, some of our other stuff, grain mill, our grain system, silos, stuff like that. Um, we had actually just broken ground on an expansion, so the foundation was dug on a new taproom restaurant expansion we had purchased a property next door and we were getting ready to kind of build out so um it was i don't know if there's ever a good time to burn but it was an interesting time i see Hmm. yeah so i'm just trying to get in your head during this time too like you're kind of scrambling you're watching this stuff go on fire i don't blame you you're like hey i can move that mobile tank what else can i move because you're not thinking things are over you're thinking what am I going to do tomorrow? What do I, 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 yeah. what, I have beer. Yeah. Like, how am I going to have beer tomorrow? How am I going to do something tomorrow? Right? Like, all sort of going through your head at the same time. Yeah. I mean, what really took the biggest hit, I mean, everything in the front half of the brewery was gone. So all of our smaller fermenters, 20s, the brew house, uh, the tap room, everything. Uh, but the upstairs was actually all of our conference room, our, all of our offices, things like that, mm-hmm. which has records and computers. Should have grabbed, computer. yeah, <laughs> <should've> grabbed some <laughs> more computers. Yeah, should have grabbed some more computers. was up there. Old vintage, uh, you know, beer we, we were in Belgium at Cantillon. And uh, it was like oh. cool stuff that was, you know, things that are priceless, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Those were the things that, you know, you look back and you're like, damn it, I could have. I had another hand when I made that run. I could have grabbed one more thing, but sure. you know, you don't think of that. But once I got downstairs and you know, shit's kind of panicking, you know, moving. All right, let's move stuff away from the fire. Is the thing you're right? It kind of makes sense. But now, isn't the isn't the? And I guess you're going to hate me for these dumb questions. But you tell me that the fire department's like next door. There, 
they're just not able to contain it immediately. They were cooking chili. What do they want? <laughs> no, they, they did an awesome job. They were there very quickly. And in fact, one of them actually was the one who pulled me out. I was like, I was grabbing. I see. Yeah. Uh, they, there was, I mean, we're right next to Guns Falls. It's a bigger city. I don't know how many different fire departments came. Um, five and companies, five different companies at yeah. least for there. Well, um, and I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is not. I'm not actually blaming that. I'm more getting at something in there started to happen rapidly that it didn't matter it, yeah, that they're right there. Yeah. So it's just the fact that it's an old building. Got yeah, it. The front half it's was, kindling. Yeah, it was an old. It was a cool looking building. I wish if you got. I don't know if you got pictures of it, but it uh, it it looks cool you know it was a cool yeah. was old building built in the uh, 1900s and we actually had a picture hanging in our tap room from like it was taken what 1933 yep. and it looked old then so <laughs> at the end of the day right. we did a really great job bringing up the code and and putting you know new con- you know doing everything we did to to make it a great facility sure um however at the end of the day if you peel back the stainless you know and all the aluminum sides and everything we did to it it still has a hundred year old wood and you know that's just a, a bad recipe for for if you add fire to that and heat Understood. And unfortunately when you had a malfunction as catastrophic as we did with the vent pipe um yeah it just uh, that was a it was as soon as it went up it was it was tough to to stop it and they did a great job and, and their safety is most important but you know they were inside for for a long time and had it under control and some yeah. things outside of their control yeah okay uh, happened and, and they had to pull everyone out which kind of unfortunately made made the building kind of pretty much that was it for it well they were inside a long time drinking your canteen bro don't don't <laughs> let it right. fool yeah. you uh, you need to get out sir the yeah. fire is very intense <laughs> yeah, yeah you gotta get, no it's, it's, in, the, get out. Yeah, yeah. it's in the garbage can right. what are you talking about sir this is out. dangerous yeah we we're, know what we're doing where's is, the clean glassware it is kind of weird um to hear survivor's guilt about not saving like beer. more you know like in this. a brewery right sure. <laughs> but uh, but in this kind of like in this you know little subsect of people who enjoy weird shit I, I understand that about cantillon you go to cantillon you party you bring a bunch of stuff back and then you can't get it anymore you're like if i just got it's a real that. loss yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm sorry for your loss yeah. <laughs> so can you and again i'm sorry to do this to you but tell me about the next day you know you you come back and you guys have been working on this, you know, for almost five years. A lot of dreams have come true for you there. You bought the building, right? Um, how? What is your mindset the the next day? Do you immediately feel like you can go on, or do you do you feel oh shit, like we don't know what to do? Well, there, there was actually a little bit of both. I mean, that night, actually, as we saw the severity of the, the fire and how bad things were, I mean, I think our first was, you know, we had like 20 employees. And so we're like, what What are we going to do? Yeah. We have 20 people depending on us right now. What the hell are we going to do? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, that was very heavy on our minds that night as we saw, you know, we, we actually, we don't have a brewery. <laughs> we, we saw that. So, uh, you know, and uh, the, the next day, uh, which came very quickly because uh, I think we, we probably got home about three in the morning. Sure. And then uh, we, you know, we uh, had a, a meeting here the next day with with our uh, all our full timers, and uh, we told them, "Look, guys, uh, I'm not sure how we're going to do this yet, but we're gonna we're gonna stay together as a company." Mm-hmm. Nice. And uh, I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna figure it out, and uh, you know, we we have insurance, and uh, hopefully. 
things will be good. And but honestly, even that night of the fire, I mean, our our phones are blowing up with people saying, uh, already organizing, like you know, let's what can we do to help? Sure. Mm-hmm. How, how does that work? I've never even gotten the chance to even hear how. If you have insurance, like how does that process even work when you're managing a business this way and a catastrophe happens? Yeah, so I mean, we were. It was my dad said it. We were. It was certainly an oh, oh fucking shit moment because <laughs> yeah. you yeah. don't have like you don't even know where to begin, right? Like we do have all these people and they rely on us for health insurance now, and, and you know, like we we weren't freaking business owners prior to this five years ago, you know? So mm-hmm. like some of us still figuring it out as we go and as we're growing fast and by, you know, expanding and doing everything we're doing is, is still sort of by the yeah. seat of our we're, pants in a lot of ways, but like, like a lot of us. Yeah. Sure. And the one thing that I'm happy we did do is we were, you know, we were fairly well insured, but you know, our attorneys and, and, and you know, insurance brokers were there on the scene that night. Oh, wow. We're like, all right, this is, game on right yeah. this is what we gotta do this is fucking crazy but we're gonna figure it out and uh so yeah we spent it was, the next morning was pretty rough it was like it was pretty emotional and it was like tough you know there's news cameras set up for right. like kind of days outside just like trying to get an interview and talk to you and Damn. but um we did we were able to meet with everyone and and to say listen we're gonna, we're gonna figure this out don't worry you know we'll do the worrying you don't worry you got health insurance you got a salary you got whatever paycheck you get is, is still coming. We'll, we'll figure this out in the back end. Yeah. And, um, we were very lucky cause you know, I mean, between insurance and, and what really started to happen was we watched this incredibly humbling, really experience of just an enormous amount of community support that just started coming. And it was not only from our just like kind of local, you know, upstate New York capital region, but also just from the beer community too. And there was just people, I mean, we, I think my dad and I both had probably 600 text messages and, and voicemails on our phones from people all over the country wow. saying, Hey, what can we do? What, you know, what do you need? What, what do you need basically? And, yeah. and a lot of it really started from past employees and community members that mm-hmm. just started coming together and creating these like beer festivals and, and did all this different rally for, r- rally for the roots and all these different types of fundraisings that kind of popped up. And it was what kept everyone whole. I mean, we're well insured, but unfortunately how insurance works is is really for key employees. And we have a lot of, you know, bartenders and people that the insurance companies, their eyes aren't key employees. And to us as a small company, we're like, no, they are. They're part of our family. Right. And we're committed to keeping them, even if we don't have a bar to sell here at anymore. Um, So it was, it really was pinnacle to have this type of community support that we received just to, to help, kind of keep everyone whole and it is and you know to kind of weather the storm as insurance proceeds came in and, and to make sure there weren't any laps in in their paychecks or their health insurance as a lot of you know a lot of our coworkers have you know children and, and all sorts of people that are that are on our our, our plan now so that's, sure. that's a real thing wow Damn. yeah it's terrifying i can't even uh, imagine and i'm not i'm i, I Interesting to me, you say that even like your attorneys and, and insurance people were on the scene that night. Because I don't even, I wouldn't even know how to do that. Like the next, you make a phone call and you, to your insurance company and you're like, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah, so you know that whole fire clause that we have? Yeah, we're going to go ahead and activate that now. Like, how do you even tell them our, yeah. the thing just burnt down? You know what I mean? 
Um, yeah. Thank God they showed up because I don't think we knew what to do at that point. We were just still sitting outside looking at the, the burning building. But yeah, yeah, yeah I guess yeah. it's something to be said for like being in part of a small town or small community because like my insurance is online. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever we have a problem with our bill or whatever, we, yeah. they're we like chat with can AI. You turn on the webcam so yeah, we can right. see it happening. Yeah, so like Sandeep is like not going to come over, right? You know what I mean? And so that is that is cool, like because it is the, probably the hardest time in your life, yeah. at least up to this point. You probably have a lot of years to look forward to, but um, yeah, what do you? What do you even do? exactly? What do you even? Do? I, I don't even know if I would talk about insurance until like two days later. Right, I would have been drunk for two days. hundred oh, so. percent. <laughs> you know, yeah. sir, are you drunk? Yes! Yes, of course I am. (laughs) Yeah, my brewery's on fire. (laughs) Sir, I have this right, but your poo-poo is on fire. Yes! (laughs) My shit's on fire! (laughs) Yeah, that's my phone call. Um, The morning after the fire, we're sitting on a a stack of pallets outside the charred remains of our brewery. And, uh, Mm. uh, you know, and Matt, uh, our attorney, is right there with us. So he was there all night with us. And then he was there in the morning. He had his laptop. He basically set up a little office right there and was... I mean, it was it was unbelievable. And then, uh, as Christian said, we actually had dug the foundation for the addition to our tap room. Okay. The, a truck pulls up, and it was the the, the mason who was going to actually do the footing. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, dude. He walks up to us and says, hey, good news, guys. I was able to cancel the concrete. Oh, God, yeah. Oh. Wow. Like, and then he starts laughing, and he basically gave us a hug. He said, I'm really sorry, guys. Uh, no. Yeah, of course. But, this happened, but with a little, little gallows humor there, it was... Sure. Yeah, <laughs> we, like, we forgot about that. We just, oh. like, <laughs> the amazing irony of that situation as you're sitting out there watching the smoke, you know, and this, uh, don't worry, guys, concrete canceled. Yeah. <laughs> or... Yeah. They come. Oh, sorry, sorry. Though the concrete's ordered, we got a board. We yeah. got we got yeah. rules. Look, I have a job. You have a job. I'm real sorry, but can we move these fire trucks? We got a board. Yeah, it's gonna set. That's an extra charge. We're boring. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. Wow. Okay. I gotta get us to a break. Um, and and, and uh, partly I want to get us to a break because we, you, we, gosh, this story is just kind of incredible. And we can already hear about the the people rallying behind you and and what i want to hear about next is is how you got to where you are today because clearly you're making beer i just drank your wonderful party shirt so we're going to take a quick break and when we come back more with common roots brewing company we're going to find out how they rose from the ashes uh literally hang in there it's the session we'll be right back Welcome back to the program. We are still hanging out with Common Roots Brewing Company. You can go to commonrootsbrewing.com. You can read more about their story that we're talking about today. Uh, you can also learn all about their beer. And if you were to Google Common Roots Brewing like I did, you'll get uh, you'll get photos of, of the brewery before. You'll get photos of the brewery during. You'll get photos of the brewery after all of these events. Uh, you guys are all over Google. With the, you got picked up by a lot of news. By a lot of news news crews after that event 
We did, yeah. <laughs> no, for, good, for better or worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever that is. I guess we're... Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you you decide very quickly that you're going to move forward. You're going to figure things out. So what does that end up looking like? Have you rebuilt on the same site that your, your brewery was at, or did you have to move away? What happened? So uh, we decided pretty quickly um, that we, uh, you know, we were very lucky. New York State is a, a state that's incredibly progressive and for, for beer. Um, it's, it's easy, I would say, compared, comparatively to uh to run a business uh a brewing uh a brewery uh and also to we have access to the state you know liquor authority and whatnot so they were all aware of what had happened um and uh really helped us transition our license to a temporary facility pretty quickly as well dtb as well um so we actually moved about 500 feet up the road to a, a warehouse that was vacant and a business uh, affiliate of ours who uh, made it accessible to us. And about six weeks after the fire, we, we opened a temporary system. Wow. Wait, wait, okay. Sorry. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, what moved? Six weeks and it was done. Like what moved 500 feet down the road? You, your, oh, yeah. your, did so your brew house had... was still intact? No. So oh. um, we, we have a, a well, no, it wasn't intact. <laughs> and we yeah. lost that main brewing uh, brew house. But we actually had a pilot system, um, which was a three-barrel kind of fully automated um, uh, brew system that we had just gotten from a, a local company called Frontar for Design. Okay. Uh, and they've been actually working with us um, pretty much since our inception. We kind of grew together. But all of our brewing, uh, everything from our canning line to our brew house to our fermenters is actually all made by them. So my father and I, we have a pretty large commitment to staying local and, and doing as much as we can within our community. Um, and they had a, a brew system that was, I would say, marginally damaged, maybe. It, uh, it was actually right where the fire happened, but one of the big, giant garage doors we had in front of the facility actually fell on it during the wow. fire, Wow! which was crazy. But what it ended up doing, although dented the, the, the top piping, stainless pipes on it, it actually protected it through the fire. Oh, so my gosh. Ronhofer <laughs> literally picked it up a couple of days later, um, did everything they could to, to kind of bring it back to shape, um, replace any, anything they need to replace, and, and got it back to us by the time we were ready to, to open this temporary facility. So, wow. Okay. Um, That's, this is just crazy. I have to say, yeah. I, <laughs> I am not a religious man, uh, or, or, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm probably not very mystical. I kind of just think like what happens happens and it's and it's all usually fucked, right? Yeah. But when a garage door falls and like shelters your only brew system in a in an event like this, you can't help but wonder like Okay, what just happened? It's, like, it's, which hand of somebody put that there? That's right. It's Common Roots starring <laughs> The Rock. That's like very Hollywood cinematic where, you know what I mean, the yes. thing fog protects you. And then you live there for and 100 the, years until yeah, it rebuilt. It saved the brewery and probably like a litter of kittens was like living <laughs> there. Um, it just It's an amazing occurrence, I'm saying, right? You guys had to like take a step back and go, okay, well, that was weird. 
No, yeah, we definitely did. Yeah, that was, that's a real thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a real thing right there. Okay, so the, it goes back to the manufacturer who's local. They kind of they they get it back in shape, and this moves five hundred feet down the road so that you can at least start producing beer again. Yeah, so uh, we had a, a whole slew of staff, and uh, the tap room, although it, it did receive qu- quite a bit of the brunt of fire. Um, largely mostly smoke and water, mostly right? smoke and water. Exactly. Mm, so we're okay. actually, um, we actually cut the bar out and walked it down the street wow. to the facility. Yeah. And my dad and the boys kind of rebuilt it down there. Um, and we kind of pieced this, this temporary setup together. And a lot of it was new stuff and, and borrowed stuff from other people, other breweries that chipped in, um, wow. their businesses. And we kind of, we've kind of piecemealed this, this temporary location together and we're still we're still there um since then uh we've now obviously demoed the old facility the the property next door that we had acquired a year or two ago um which was the planned expansion um and uh so we're for the most part we're brewing everything you drink at our tap room uh and we've been fortunate enough to to partner with uh, three other breweries um two roads um torch and crown and uh, single cut have been brewing largely most of our, our beer, and we also have another local brewery that's helped us out as well called Frog Alley. Okay. Um, so all of our production beer that's happening that goes out in the world is being done by them. And if you come to our facility, it's our three barrel systems producing that. Wow, that's so nice. Now I'm thinking at least for a month, maybe more, this makeshift tap room is the busiest bar in town, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's cool space though i mean uh okay. i mean it was just very unusual we walked into it uh the owner was actually storing some antique cars in there and it looked kind of like a museum wow. uh, showroom but uh, as soon as chris and i saw it, we th- we saw the potential here and at a brick wall and some other things we thought well this could work this could and it's it's really kind of cool space so people sure. our customers are really uh they're floored they were they thought temporary space was going to be you know some pallets stacked in a corner or something but it's, oh yeah that's what i was picturing but wow. I, and i mean not just your i'm just saying that the community must have really come out and like if i'm living in your community anytime i'm thirsty to go out for a beer i'm pretty much thinking i better go to common roots now for the next couple months you know <laughs> yeah i mean it, it happened man <laughs> it was crazy we uh it was also the maybe the unfortunate side was it was in a neighborhood where it didn't have the high level of traffic that we brought to it so that was uh that was a warm welcome that we received and but we, they were actually very good we we definitely had some hiccups in the beginning of some crowd control and, and parking and things like that sure we did our first can release again and and things that kind of were, were normal and we we kind of figured out how to do deal with crowds at our old facility dealing with this more of a neighborhood area um it was a little different and but it was you know again it was everyone was really supportive and it was it was uh, pretty amazing we actually walked around and talked to the neighbors too, and uh, they, they've been very supportive. They're uh, you know they're happy we're staying in the village, and uh, and that's you know it's 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 been good. It's been really good. So even as you're you know full speed ahead on this expansion that you are already working on anyway, you're going to maintain this tap room that that you built there. Yeah, so I, I think um, the idea is hopefully this is maybe more of an incubator spot for maybe another brewery or a bar or, or someone else that wants to come in that space once we leave it. Um, we, we're, we're probably, uh, well, we are. We're, we're going to vacate it um, in the spring to head back to our original site, which is under construction right now. Okay. 
Got it. But again, hoping hoping someone else wants in. We've had conversations with some other local breweries and some other um, some other business owners and stuff that are uh, kind of eyeing it right now as well. How long did it take you to get the official report? You know, from the fire inspector, or whoever comes in and says, "Here's exactly what happened in your brewery." That was that night, right? Would you say? Oh, that? they knew right oh, away. Geez. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, there was an investigation that happened, but it kind of confirmed what they saw happen that night. So. I see. Okay. It was pretty cut and dry. I mean, it was it was a it was a freak accident with a, a event that should not have ever had that happen. But the the source of the fire, what went wrong, was was pretty cut and dry. What are they trained over there? Gee. <laughs> well, listen. If this had happened at any of my places, there would have been a very thorough in- investigation. Them assuming it was me, basically. <laughs> All, especially if it was like a freak accident. They're like, "Oh yeah, Justin and his freak accidents." Well, I'm, I'm checking the paperwork here now, and it looks like it says Justin's bad luck is the cause. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Do you know what that means? Right. Either that, or Justin smoking in a bed of toilet paper in the restroom, like yeah. whatever idiot. Thing he did yeah. no matter what he thinks about himself act of god is not covered that's right that's right um okay and so how far along then is the new uh expansion or i guess the new primary facility well the uh the the footings are poured and the uh the major part uh, portion of the brewery is a metal pre-manufactured metal building and so that's arrived on site and we're actually expecting that uh, you know metal to be in the air this week here. So okay. we're going to start erecting the uh, the brewery, the new brewery uh, this week. Yeah. Okay. So we're looking. Uh, we're, we're really hoping this is still. Uh, you know, fingers crossed. Everything goes according to plan. Which who knows? But uh, we're we're hoping to be maybe brewing in January, February. With uh, you know the expansion when we we burned was to put a, a full restaurant into our tap room, so we've, oh, wow. we've taken that now. So we are adding a full restaurant. So we're hoping maybe to be the publicly open in uh, maybe March April. So maybe a full year from the fire, we'll be completely open again. Did in some way, and obviously it's better have the fire that the fire never happened. But I'm assuming that insurance also gives you money for like the building you lost, and this now goes toward the building you're building. In other words, I'm not saying it helped you, but there was some funds from insurance that were like able to facilitate. We're going to kick this expansion in high gear. Yeah, I mean, I think my dad and I. There, there's a silver lining. I mean, it's not how we certainly wanted to do stuff. So right. a couple of days after the fire, I, I, I spoke, had a phone conversation with Fred Matt, who's uh, like whatever generation owner now of FX Matt. Oh, yeah. 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 He's a great, he's kind of an OG in the world. And sure. Um, they had a, a terrible fire back in 2008 and had $14 million in damage. And Oof. him and I spoke like what, three days after the fire or something like that. And he said, listen, you know, Christian, I, I know you and your dad built this and there's a lot of history and, you know, we had a fire that was enormous and there was an enormous amount of history that was lost. But, you know, it allowed for us to restructure some things and do some stuff and end up being one of the better things for our company. Hmm. And at the time, it's hard to hear that because, you know, my father and I kind of envisioned, you know, walking around showing grandchildren, this is what we, you know, this is what we built. Yeah, yeah. About the character of this old facility. Um, and it's, it's just gone, you know, in, in a flash of 
than I, but yeah, uh, we look back and we say, all right, well, there were inefficiencies and if we could have had a bigger cold storage and although we were going to expand to probably the size, you know, square footage size that we're, we're currently going to be at, um, it would have looked a little different, right? It would have been the old Vermont farmhouse where you just keep adding wings on it. And now it's this nice purpose-built facility. So yeah, there's clearly a silver lining. It's not how I think my father and I wanted to do it by any means. Sure. Yeah. The stuff that's gone that we never expected to ever be gone. But yeah, we're we're starting to maybe finally get excited now and and seeing that the potential and and you know there's hindsight's twenty twenty. There's always you know you can do stuff differently after a while of dicking around the same space for a bit you start to see like damn i wish these floors were pitched better you know <laughs> like, oh yeah yeah, yeah. A little i wish we had a little more height over here oh, yeah. yeah right yeah how much nicer of a brew house are you getting right exactly uh, beardy was just asking like you're, you're getting a nicer brew house basically like kind of like what you're saying you know you couldn't it wasn't the plan you were you were making i think you you have to make that shift in your mind too right you you guys had an emotional attachment uh, to the space and to the work that you put in I mean, you've even said that you thought maybe you'd show your grandkids um and you can't take that away but at some point to be successful you do just have to shift your mindset and go well fuck it this is going to be nicer we're going to do this and here we go yeah. right that that's exactly it i mean you know it's uh all right that happened uh that sucked and it was a real kick in the nuts but you yeah know, nobody got hurt and uh let's see what we can do now we have, want to keep this company together we you know now maybe we can do the things because again we were we were kind of fitting a brewery into an old building now we can actually build a, a, a building for our brewery right mm-hmm. yeah so, uh, it's it's a much different uh perspective honestly and you know once once we accepted the facts and you know we in some ways we felt very lucky honestly that you know right did spread pretty quickly and you know everybody got out all the all the first responders been home safe that night so yeah you know it was you know it you know shit happens as they say but uh right and and those are new emotional attachments that you have now, uh, not just the the realizing that it could have been much worse and, and, and everyone's life was spared, uh, realizing that you were able to keep people employed, uh, all of the new uh, and, 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 you know, even old connections you made in the community, like these are all now part of your new story, too. So it's not as if your whole story got ripped away from you. It's actually oh, just no. a part of it now, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean... Uh we, we always knew we had friends in the brewing industry, but, you know, I, I, we said this a couple of times that, uh, you know, nobody should have to go through a fire, but everybody should experience what we experienced after the fire. I see. Yeah, that's a great, great way to put the it. community coming behind us and uh, all our friends in, in, the, in the brewing industry. I mean, uh, Big Al's Brewing was actually up there. They were going to do a collaboration with us that, that day and were there that that night watching our, our brewery burn with us. Wow. I hope they brought beer. That's a special experience to have with a fellow brewing uh, company. So Absolutely. Yeah. I can't. thought you were referring to the check. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should experience this. Yeah. Big yeah. comical size yeah. check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's take a detour here and talk about your barrel aged in bloom, which is a food or fermented farmhouse ale um, that you. Uh, if JP can't smell the farmhouse ale, it's it's his problem. Who knows? Bevo's trying to point time. which beer is we're doing first. If he can't yeah. tell, that's not on you. Uh, so we got a food or fermented farmhouse ale that I think you then also barrel aged in wine barrels after that, right? Right. 
We did. So we um we from just poured one. We just poured one actually. We want to join you guys here. So cheers. Oh, cheers to you. It's a wonderful beer. Uh, I've already had a couple sips while you guys were talking. It tastes a little smoky. Um oh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> too soon, Beardy. Oh, sorry. Too sorry. Soon. <laughs> Yeah, it does not. <laughs> Tell us about this. Yeah, so we've been running a, uh, a cool ship um, program since our inception, and uh, it, it's a culture that we now kind of kind of manage within the brewery. But the uh, the, the main fruiter that this the base beer comes from, we sort of run. Uh, we do run batches through our cool ship to kind of keep it inoculated, but we're also run kind of a slur method too, where we're just kind of pulling some and adding some fresh work back into it. Um, this is a, and that's all done in the fooder. Sorry. And that's done within the fooder. Yeah. And then the base beer, which comes out uh, a little more regularly is called in bloom. Um, okay. and it is slightly a Nirvana reference, but also a, a great uh, floral name as well. <laughs> I like it. Nice. I'm a Nirvana fan. I like it. But, uh, and then, yeah, so it, then sometimes this beer goes into punchins where we add some fruit and sometimes it goes to wine barrels and further ages and, and kind of whatever we're doing with it. So it, it's a uh, kind of a beer that has a longer kind of bigger family tree with it that sometimes has different iterations that come. Uh, we like this batch. It's one that we've, we've, we've enjoyed. Um, and we generally will fill periodically throughout the year uh through the year quite a few wine barrels from you know different fooder batches and whatnot got it uh, the base must be fantastic um yeah. because this is this has a lot of complexity so i'm assuming your your solera base there just comes out just how you want it and then you get to manipulate a little bit by either there's no fruit added to this one right just wine barrels to one we're drinking Yep, just yeah. just wine. Yep. And you get to kind of mess with that that's a fun that's a fun project this is really nice um Pick up just a little bit of the of the wine barrel. There's a little, like white wine, yeah. you know. Um, it's it's it, how old is this beer? It's aged really nicely if it's old. So this was bottled, I believe, in the beginning of 2018. Okay, it's holding up very well. Uh, you you guys you were able to keep it clean in those barrels. No, it's a it's it's definitely one of our favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. What well, and the 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 the, the fruit. There's no fruit There's in no, this one. I know, but yeah. the fruit that <laughs> comes out of it, yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it tastes like fresh, yeah, fruit addition. I'm getting yeah, like yeah. some fresh apricot, mm-hmm. um, yeah, pineapple, like kind mm-hmm. of a tartar, like fresh. Like, there's there's a lot that's coming through that. Um, it might just be their their for slurry being a year in the bottle. Even. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Well, we've been like uh, I will say that there are, are like our terroir of our brewery. You know, the first time you do a cool ship in Southlands Falls, you're kind of like, what the fuck are you going to pick up in this? You know, um, although you know, a- after being at spots like Cantillon, that's in kind of a more of an urban area. You yeah, know? it's a ghetto over there. It is kind of ghetto, actually. Yeah, I was surprised when I first <laughs> went there. I was like, wait, this is where all that good stuff comes from? <laughs> I, I can't believe it. First time I, I was there, I was like, we, we arrived. It was with a friend. Uh, we were, I Believe it or not, Belgium has Uber. So we, we, we Ubered over to, and they dropped us off. And I was like, I don't know. I think we're, we're at the wrong spot. Right. And then I saw the sign outside. I was like, oh, no shit. Okay, this is this is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it proved to you, okay, it doesn't, maybe your environment doesn't matter. We could still get some stuff through the air. And I, wait, I'm, I guess I I missed that. You This beer started in a cool ship? 
It does. So the base beer, so all of our wild beer for the most part runs through our cool ship or, nice. uh, or it, it has some sort of solar method, which is from, you know, yeast from, from our native kind of environment, I suppose. Okay. And you're not um, surrounded by orchards? We're not surrounded. We are in the, the beautiful Hudson River. So okay, that's you know, oh, upstate, Hudson River right now. <laughs> upstate the Hudson is nice. If you yeah. say you're near the Hudson, like closer to New York City, people are like, great. Count the bodies. Well, it's that why. It's because everyone from upstate. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, okay. So, but you're not, you're saying you're not quite rural, but you're not in the heart of a big city either. No, we're we're, we're kind of in between two larger larger populated areas, Lens Falls and Saratoga. Uh, upstate but, New York standards. So, so certainly sure, upstate New yeah, York yeah. standards, too, yeah. Understood. Okay. Yeah, wow. You got some great bacteria and yeast floating around in the air up yeah, there. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I also like that you're using an actual cool ship. Yeah. We have not had many breweries on here who have an actual cool ship. I can probably count them on one hand. Yeah. Uh we've had on. Um <laughs> Shady Oak. Um uh, of course Russian River. They do now, yeah. Um Shady oh, Oak. Who's the who's the one out there by oh, why am I doing this? Why am I drawing a blank on a very famous East Coast brewery? Oh, Allagash? Allagash, thank you. Yeah. Allagash has a cool ship. We had them on. I can't think of anyone else who's had one. Shady Oak. Nope, not them. You weren't here for that. Show. Oh, I was like, I don't even right, know. Yeah. Sounds like a bad yeah. TV show. They're up in Napa, Steve right? Doty's, uh, oh, okay. Brewery in Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. Yeah, so yeah, we're yeah. St- is that we're at four? And I think Yazoo, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, there's there's not a whole lot. That's for sure. That's cool. I like it. It's cool. Well, I'll have to send you guys out some some rooted, which is our like very traditional. Uh, Cool, cool ship kind of spontaneous beer that we have. Hell yeah. um, we will not say no to that. Seasonally, is very oh. different, but um, I, I would say that large, large agriculture has a real like you guys kind of said like fruity culture, but we, we always describe it the brewery like it's almost very cidery in some ways, mm. which is interesting to us. So, like we've and it's almost regardless of like what we're doing with it, we kind of have this like this this apple like rich kind of apple cider kind of culture that comes with it and it's um we do have a lot you know our water profile is kind of higher salinity um it's good for bacteria growth but um it's it's definitely an interesting profile sure and you said this was bottled in 2018 but how old is it before it went into the bottle so it was um i'll have to look on this batch um because we, we do multiple batches of, of the barrel aged emblem version but I, I would say it's probably so this i think came out we have a fall fermentation festival that uh we invite a lot of our friends who do a lot of spontaneous and wild mixed firm beer um and it's kind of an intimate fest uh, we didn't do it in this year because <laughs> that's right. a lot of thing right now. But uh, I believe this particular batch was bottled for a release right before that. So uh, usually our, our beer sits a minimum of a couple months when after it's bottled, just to make sure everything's stable and whatnot. So um, it's we're probably it was it probably went to a barrel in, in 2017, early 2017. Damn. Were were the fooders and barrels separate from where the fire took place, or were they also um, lost? We, we barrels were barrels war fooder wasn't wasn't we, we lost some stuff uh, for mm. sure okay yeah the label on this bottle is kick ass uh you can see it on the website folks if you want to go check it out commonrootsbrewing.com who did your label design this one's really nice so we're like we have this wonderful woman who uh came to us a while ago uh she's a adjunct professor at a local college and um she just works on staff now as our graphic designer and she's been 
her name's Jess, um, Jess Mead, and she's she's been a, a pinnacle part of our branding and and has grown with us quite a bit. So she's she's the inspiration behind it. It's cool, Scott. So it's called uh, Barrel Aged in Bloom is the beer, and then it's got a barrel that's sort of half underground, half out of ground. There's a blooming flower up top, and then just like gnarly roots at the bottom of nice. the from from oh, the barrel yeah. going underground. It's just I don't know. It's really cool. I like it. You should get this tattooed to your body, Christian. It's cool. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> so nice for a hot minute, we were thinking that all the barrel-aged versions, we could have darker labels. So the, the regular and blooms, the invert of that, basically. And, and of course, we've kind of fallen off that a little bit now. We have some, some other work, that just didn't follow that yeah. <laughs> pattern, but it was at least a start. Yeah. No, it's really cool. And a great beer. Gosh, that's a good yeah. beer. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you. Well, now we have to abruptly transition from this to your double IPA, though, <laughs> so that we can so we can get it. And now, and Who I plan this flight order. So I, <laughs> uh, you can you can blame me, but it it went along with our story better because I didn't mm. want to talk about their. I, I actually wanted to taste this beer in the first segment, yeah, but I didn't want to talk about their rebirth in the first segment. I wanted right. to talk about that after we sort of got through that, and then this beer is sort of a, a product of later. Like now they have this new. This facility Phoenix. where yeah. they're doing they've got their barrel aging all happening there okay. so i i strayed from the normal like go by beer style and yeah. went with the story all right so shut up beardy. i don't know if i believe that or accept that but yeah we are, this is where we are right. in life so <laughs> can't yeah. change it now that's nope. right yeah. yeah welcome to christian and uh, bert's, bert's <laughs> life yeah. you know this is where we are yeah. now like yeah. christian i'm having survivor's guilt now <laughs> right if i would have just yeah. said something different it would yeah. have altered the right my attorney's on his way <laughs> <laughs> i'm right here oh so tell us about this beer it's called a Infinity Bound um, also has a cool label, which I found on their website. That's um, your double IPA comes in at eight percent. Tell me about the beer. So I, I guess this is uh, we do a fair amount of IPAs as well um, and double IPAs. Uh, the the can release uh, package beer situation has definitely helped us buy more barrels um, as a, a better profitable <laughs> side of the business. Nice. As much as we love making wild beer, you know, it just isn't the same in terms of making business decisions. But uh, Infinity Bounds, one of the ones that we, we brew fairly often, and, and it's probably to be mentioned that that was one of the first beers we brewed at another facility. So that particular beer you're drinking was actually brewed uh, you know, by us, but down at um, Torch and Crown, which is located in the Bronx. Um, There's a little bit of irony to the name there. I hope you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. Too soon, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. We, we've heard them all now, so it's all good. <laughs> down in the Bronx, though, that's not exactly close for you guys. Uh, it's about three, three, four hours. Now. Okay. Three hours, depending on traffic, I guess. That's what I thought. But they were friends of yours and said, hey, come, you know, we'll brew some beer for you. Yeah, so them and Single Cut and, and Two Roads uh, have really gone out of their way to just be incredibly um, helpful. We've never done any contract brewing, so it wasn't anything that was within our experience or, or something that we had, you know, had thought to do. Sure. So we're, we're we're not obviously quite at the same capacity. We're probably three quarters capacity and 
you know, before the burn. Okay. But, uh, we're doing a couple hundred barrels at each kind of facility right now, uh, depending on the month. And, um, yeah, they've been a great partner and they've been really good at kind of working with our, our brewing team to kind of make sure that everything's kind of where we want it. And it tastes like a common roots beer still. And nice and fun. Well, this beer, uh, you know, is in line with your other beers I've had tonight in terms of quality. It makes me want to try more of their beer because they clearly know what they're doing. This is a nice double IPA. And, you know, just listeners, we point out it's like double New England IPA, right? It's yeah. it's it's uh, it's milky, creamy, hazy. Um, pretty low on the bitterness in terms of a double IPA, I would say, which is good for me. I would never order a double IPA. Low on the bitterness, is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Wow. For a double mm. IPA, you think it's high? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I really do. Mm. For but, a New England IPA. That's well, what you're saying, right, JP? For a New England IPA or no, for, a, for double a double IPA? IPA. Oh. Or even just in general. Yeah, because hmm. I, th- I think the... the uh, uh, and I, I still don't... I'm, I'm trying to care enough about New England style IPAs to learn the nomenclature, but I'm mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. The juicy, hazy part sort of smooth everything out, and then the bitterness comes right through. And I, 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 there's no like malt really to sort of balance the. I don't mean no malt to balance the, the 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 bitterness like I would expect in a double IPA. But I don't know enough about the style to know what it should be like or what it tastes like. So. For me, it's a little. I'm, I'm just not a style I'm used to drinking yeah, yeah. On, on either side, either the hazy part or the double IPA part. So sure. I'm like, I, I and I guess very, I'm just, very bitter because I don't know what the hazy would do either. I don't know, yeah. enough, but I, so I'm just comparing straight to a double IPA, and I'm finding it low on the bitterness. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe I shouldn't even say anything because I can't remember the last double IPA I had. I mean, I know we've mm-hmm. tasted them on the show, yeah. but it could also be coming off the sour beer. Just that one hit was like, whoa, sure, yeah. this is a thing here. I yeah. think it's. Solid mm-hmm. middle ground for, yeah. for a New England double IPA. Yeah, okay. but, but but still pretty smooth. Like it doesn't have a ton of um, like kind of what I get is like vegetal bitterness in a lot of these beers. Uh, yeah. um, and so this is definitely a smoother example of that, mm-hmm. which is nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, do you guys? This is definitely one of the double IPAs that is probably farther on the New England scale, I would say, than, than other double IPAs. We have. Uh, our first IPA we came out and it's maybe ironic talking to you guys about this, but what was more of a West coast traditional American IPA. And it, it's one that we brew locally now and it only stays locally called last light IPA. And it's something that's kind of our East coast interpretation of a traditional West coast IPA. Uh, we have its bigger brother called daylight, which is, again uh, maybe something we should have sent you guys of like this here's our double ipa and this is like the american double here it is right um and it does have a it's a little more balanced in terms of uh bitterness in terms of aromatics and malt characteristics color it's clear and whatnot okay. I would say any bounce probably closer to the other side of the spectrum it's not quite the the, the Hazebro style <laughs> right beer that we we do have a couple but um again we, we like having a we kind of have a big portfolio of beers and we understand there's a lot of different types of beer drinkers out there and, and we enjoy making them but i would say that this is definitely more definitely geared towards the new england style now sure do you know what the ibus is is uh, calculate ibus is on this beer off the top of my head i have no idea oh okay yeah yeah I feel like you guys have a lot going on. How's that? <laughs> Great. Yeah. I would have guessed 60. Yeah, yeah. You guys have a lot going on out there, so we'll forgive that you didn't send the other version of it. It's fine. 
Next know. time. Yeah, next yeah. time. Exactly. We'll let a fire under you. Oh. Ah, <laughs> oh, too oh. soon. Again. Have you heard that one? Come on. We gotta, we're working on we got to hit one that you haven't heard. I have a feeling that's like set at the brewery daily. Anytime someone's like, you know, leaning instead of cleaning, yeah. uh, you're like, hey, don't make me light a fire under your ass. Oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Listen, guys, the beer's fantastic. Yeah. Um, your story is incredible. Uh, you're a good family, I can tell. You guys are a strong family, and I like your attitudes. And I'm I'm sure that there were some low points. You know, we, we don't want to harp on those. But I, I'm guessing that you guys were, were pretty good at just uh, picking each other up and deciding what to do next and, and got through those low points, um, you know, as easily as one as one could, you know. You guys are you're a good family. No, I appreciate that, man. Thank and you. Yeah, it has been. We we really have a great community, great support network, and yeah, it's been it's been good doing this with my dad for sure. Yeah, that's cool too. The family biz. You guys don't yeah. hate each other at all. Is it, you guys still have a good father son relationship or what? I think we do. I don't know. I mean, we've kind we of maybe we've been lucky here, but it's, you know, it's 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 actually gotten easier because we we really have a lot of people that help us now. I mean, when we first started, it was really just Christian and I, and it was you know, it was it was hard work. It can take its toll. It could take its toll, but uh, yeah, I mean, we were cleaning out the mash after the bar closed because we had to bartend after. Like now, it's nice to be like, oh, we can. Right. The mash in at five in the morning, and then you know, still be brewing at one in the morning, and then bartend in between, and do everything else. Like it's, it's definitely a nicer situation. Yeah, sure. I wish I could only see my family at board meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, not all of us like our families. You guys, you guys are fortunate in that sense. Um, well, I, I wish you nothing but luck. I'm going to keep following this story. Um, when do you think the full expansion will, will be open? You guys have a timeline on that? Yeah, I think, like I said, we're open to be open to the public in um, sometime in March, April. Got I, it, I think yeah. maybe more of a grand opening. We don't want to snow melts in, in the early summer. Uh, the That kind of wild facility that we were lately talking about, uh, which is actually another location down about 40 minutes south of us uh, is probably not going to open until the end of the summer, maybe this time next year. It's not quite as, um, you know, the the main focus for us is to get the the main facility open. Is there something in the back of your heads, like some nagging that wants your, your kind of grand opening to be on March 25th, 2020? Yeah. Like on the day, like on an anniversary of the fire kind of a thing. I wouldn't go. JP <laughs> because you were jinx? Yeah. Or, yeah. Well, no, because I'd be nervous. Be like, okay, where the fire exit? It's like yeah. a scene in Carrie. Yeah. Actually, when you say it that way, JP, if it was me, yeah. I absolutely wouldn't do it. I would do it on like the 26th. Like right. anything but. We did it. But uh, is there something in you guys that wants to say, hey, we're going to do it on the anniversary? I mean, if it worked out that way, that'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be fucking dope. Sure, sure. Although upstate... No, New York weather is, you know, March can be still pretty, pretty dicey. Oh, yeah? Like still snowing in March? Yeah, and we have, we're going to have really nice outdoor courtyard and stuff like that, so. Okay, you might want to push it back. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to push it this time next year. (laughs) (laughs) And invite, invite all of the fire departments in New York to the grand opening. Oh, for sure. sure. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you would want to do that to thank them, but I'm doing it from a superstition, uh, you know, (laughs) standpoint. 
Um, well, thanks for sharing your story with us, guys. I, I really appreciate it. I, I'm sure our listeners do, too. And uh, what a, wow, what a ride you guys have been on. It's amazing. Right, yeah, you guys have us, man. It's been, uh, it's been fun getting to talk to you guys. Very good. Well, I hope I get to try more of your beer. CommonRootsBrewing.com, ladies and gentlemen. Go learn more about them. You can read through uh, if you want to dive into this more. They, they did a pretty good job of writing a few articles right there on their website talking about what happened and what's happening now. So go check it all out at CommonRootsBrewing.com. And uh, all right, Christian and Bert, thanks, guys. I'm going to let you go, and I just I really appreciate it, and I'm wishing you all the luck in the world. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. All right, gentlemen. Get some rest. There you go. It's too late out there, too. Poor guys. You know. That's only 11 (laughs) o'clock. Meanwhile, we can't get distillers in California to talk to us (laughs) past 8 o'clock. You know it's after 5 p.m., right? (laughs) The whole thing. Uh well, what are you gonna do? Good luck, guys. Thanks, man. That was fun. <laughs> yeah. to, that was fun to talk to them. They, yeah, it was cool. I, I meant what I said to them. They, uh, they have a good attitude and seem yeah. to have a good family, and that's the kind of thing you need to get through shit like that, man. Because oh, that could just, I could just ruin you. you that's know, it. Just, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're you like, what the fuck? You got a full head of steam moving forward, doing yeah. stuff, you know. And then this happens, you're like, wow, shit. Mm-hmm. But I bet the press didn't help. Or didn't hurt, you know what I mean? So, yeah. like, if it were me, I would be thinking that, like, oh, let's just give up, and then another news crew comes, right? Or another someone else wants to do a story. You're like, oh, well, there's enough interest that we could still survive. Because yeah. I would worry about, well, everyone just writing us off, like, oh, there's a fire there. I'm not going there. But what would? Yeah, yeah. How would you feel having to talk to that many news crews, like right after like the worst moment of your professional career? <laughs> yeah, like I, and just I, having to rehash that moment. I could actually. I was I was raised for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every moment is the worst. It's only been worse after worse moment for you? Okay. Constantly training. Okay. Yeah. I I can picture exactly what I would do. I would fucking overshare like I always do when shit gets emotional. I would stay. I, the news crew would come out and I would fully overshare. <laughs> I was weeping as a boy, <laughs> and it, it led me like, here. It would be the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. Does anybody also, have any cocaine? It's also been burning in my crotch for the last two weeks, but that's another thing. Yeah. I like that you're totally belligerent to it. Yeah. <laughs> like you're already drunk. Yeah. Well, it's like, afternoon. Yeah. I smell smoke. Get the bottle. Yeah. Start Shouldn't drinking. Shouldn't be called a yeah. no. No. Drink, 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 then fire department. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would have fucked that all up. I was yeah. hoping it was a stroke. <laughs> the community wants to help you. I don't know what to do. I don't need you. I might as well just give up. No, we've actually set a GoFundMe, and it's already over. No. Their goal. Can I just take the check and leave? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to receive the largest fund in GoFundMe. Right. History. I'm. I hate it. <laughs> Your brewery's already half rebuilt. I need uh, another drink. Yeah. Ruined. Yeah. No, we've built a brewery for you. Yeah. No. This guy seems to just be making excuses. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he just wants to drink. More at eleven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Good for those guys. I kept thinking that first beer, the, uh, the, people. the party shirt beer, needs to be uh-huh. barrel aged in a rum barrel. Mm. Ah, that's what I kept thinking the whole. It interview. sounds like they. It sounds like they change it up a little bit. Uh, it I didn't even good. mention you're wearing a party shirt tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I With Halloween party season, shirt I got Monday. my Halloween party shirts on. And yeah, yeah, that's my thing, man. Yeah, yeah, a little rum in that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good beer. Yeah, it was good. 
And that farmhouse. Whew. That was tasty stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, I hope we hear more from them, folks. Go to commonrootsbrewing.com and check it out. We're going to take a real quick break. Did you say them folks? Them folks. I like them folks. Is that upstate? You definitely that said them slang? folks. <laughs> What's wrong with it? Is that not proper English? Uh, I like I them folks. I don't think it is. No. All right. Well, you what can I like said. it. I just, those I don't think folks. Them, those, those people. Oh. Those no, people. you can say those <laughs> people. I like that. I would have said those, huh? Yeah. Not them. I like that. Them I folks like them sounds folks. better. It's, I like uh, them folks. It's it's much more... Uh, like it's, them folks here? It's you. Yeah, it's fine. See, thank you. I appreciate that. All right, we'll be back after this quick message. Hello, this is David Walker from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. You are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Yeah! David Walker. Thanks to Common Roots Brewing Company for being on the program today. Yes. Appreciate them guys, mm-hmm. them folks, <laughs> those 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 ones, them boys, yeah, <laughs> them boys. Uh, that boy. This segment is brought to you by Beersmith, the Beersmith Brewing Software. You go to beersmith.com right now and check it out. Get your free 21 day trial of the best brewing software on the market. But you don't have to take my word for it because you get a free trial. So you know when you're planning your brew day, you got your next brew day coming up. Schedule it like. You know, a week in advance, right? You mm-hmm. download your trial so you can like work on your recipe and your equipment and stuff for like a week. Then you brew, and then you sort of follow it along for the next week of fermentation. By the end, you'll be in love with it, and then you're, you're gonna you're gonna sign up anyway. You'll love but it. if I'm wrong, whatever. You're not out anything. It's you know what I can honestly say it's the number one beer software that would be the best kisser. It is, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, yeah, if, for sure. If software could kiss, yeah, if beer software could kiss. It would be that, for I, sure. I, yeah. I, I'm in agreement. And Justin's never been wrong about anything. So. Anything. No. no. Go to Beersmith.com right now. Check it out. Uh, all right. Just a couple of things left to do today. Uh, what I want to talk about, though, is the Germans. Okay. Let's go. Oh. They seem to have their shit together. So, you know, Oktoberfest just started. Right. Uh, again. But it's September, Justin. I know. That's yeah. how the Germans do it. I wanted to do my Oktoberfest in September, too. Yeah. But... I feel like Americans can't handle it. Like it's fucking blows their mind. Are you saying they blitzed October? <laughs> we yeah. need that. We need the, what's in the name to be the deliverable item. That's right. what we need. Right. You know I even like so. And like like at last year, I hired a, a cover band to do part of it because yeah. one of the coolest experiences at Oktoberfest is not just that they play fucking polka the whole time. It's that the bands are killer and they they do a bunch of sing-alongs. Like you get some Bon Jovi in there. You get some Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah. In there, so you're like you're not just Drunk. standing on the table singing "I'm mm. Pros It." Yeah, you're yeah, like yeah, yeah. screaming "Living on a Prayer" at the top of your lungs right. with a bunch of Germans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cultural appropriation, but that's mm. okay. Go ahead. So yeah. I hired a uh, uh, like a cover band like that, yeah. you know, for life. People complained. Really? This How is not. Complain? This is not Oktoberfest music. <laughs> this is not. Ger- and I'm like, actually, it is. Have you been to Oktoberfest? Well, no, because yeah. it's fucking Oktoberfest music, you dick. Yeah. I've seen the movie. It's too authentic for us, mm. whitey. So I, yeah. I yeah. had to dumb down the authenticity of my Oktoberfest uh. by putting it in October, not hiring a rock band. Yeah. It's all the German. The German orchestra is killer, though. Okay. Uh, but serving it's, light lagers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the one thing I refuse to dumb down is the beer. Yeah. It's still all good craft beer. Go to ConcordOktoberfest.com. Check it out. Um, anyhow, the Germans just declared... Uh, I don't know if it was like the German government or what, but oh. declared that hangovers... 
are an illness. The German judicial system. The judicial system. It's legally an, an illness? illness. So no. what so does you that mean? You, mean can you, can call your, in sick? you can use your sick days use your sick to day. recover So you can call in sick and not get judged because right. you have a hangover. Yes. Yeah. I yes. love that. You are sick. The Germans are amazing. So... That's uh, incredible to me. Because of our German, because uh, we have German friends, I've always known that, especially during Oktoberfest, pretty much nobody is expected to show up at work on time for the two weeks. It's like a, it's a cultural thing. So even in in in, a, in the corporate environment, you know, Daniela and Flo yeah. have actually always worked in the corporate environment. My friends back there, and in that environment, when the fest comes around. You know, you got to show up for work, but no one's like, "Oh, you weren't here at eight. You came. You roll. You know, if a couple of the days you roll in at ten thirty, it's just kind of a given. They don't schedule any meetings before eleven. It's like, yeah, yeah it's a given. And now, so that's always been a cultural thing there. And now they've made it official. Yeah, you can call the whole day apparently now. <laughs> this was reported by the BBC News, right? Yeah, so like, it's real. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. So all work stops in yeah. Germany. Yeah. Well, and, and so I, I didn't believe Warren. Ooh. Because he is a purveyor. He's run by the Ukrainian uh, people. He's a purveyor <laughs> sure. of fake news. Oh, totally. But uh, and it's, it's, it's sort of weird how that whole thing developed. Apparently, someone was taking a, uh, a company to court in okay. Frankfurt because they claimed that this product could cure hangovers. Oh. And so by virtue of saying, no, you can't, uh, information about a food product cannot ascribe any properties for preventing, treating, or healing a human illness – Ah, by in, indirectly, then they they, they then they have to it, classify it as an illness, right? Oh, that's super interesting. It's cool, right? Yeah. So, um, in other words, the uh, plaintiff lost that lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. But in doing so, the government defined a hangover as, <laughs> as an illness. Right, accidentally. In, in, inadvertently. So, yeah, accidentally. Every other person in, won. In their, yeah. thing, wow. uh, in their statement, they, they said, by an illness, one should understand even small or temporary disruptions to the normal state or normal activity of the body. This, I mean, it said, that, includes yeah. tiredness, nausea, and headaches commonly associated with the hangovers. <laughs> I mean, all right, yeah. as much as I love this, it is kind of fucked up. Like, it's so yeah. self-induced, you know. Right. Well, exactly, and that's where I think it should be, it should be, uh, you know, ruled like as like a, has an asterisk or whatever, because if it's self-induced, right. that's not, you should have got the flu, but then you, could you argue that you got the flu because you didn't, uh, you know, because right. you stayed up late for 10 weeks in a or row? you had a kid and didn't yeah. wash their hands sure. and you ate some food from them. Yeah, yeah. it's all induced. I mean, yeah, I guess that's a str- see. Here, I am a guy who like, okay, I own my faults. I guess that's sure. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, in other words, I will always have a hangover and at the wrong times, sure. but I will never ask for sympathy for this. I will never be like, right. well. I can't do my job because I'm an idiot. Like, I will just accept (laughs) the consequences of my actions, right? As dumb as they may be. So as much as I love this, 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 this law... I'm not. It's not really me. I'm still going to be like, well, I got to show up for work. Like, I'm the idiot. Then yeah. how do you explain your German visa application that's sitting on the desk here? <laughs> well, that's another story. Oh, okay. Could legal trouble for <laughs> <laughs> some other thing I can't admit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, it's I don't an know. illness. It's an illness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, that is good. I, I do I like it. Yeah. I love the culture of the. Ger- I love oh, the beer official. culture. I cannot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What can I say? I am sick now. The 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 beer culture in Germany is such a 
part of daily life. It's really yeah. impressive. If you, yeah. It's not just this. It's in subtle ways. It's in every little way. If you go there, it's really intertwined. Maybe I'm stating the obvious, but if you no. go there, it's really intertwined in the daily lives of, of Germans, how beer plays a mean? part in a lot of different ways. Not just making excuses for excessive drinking, yeah. but the uh, how acceptable it is to, to have a beer at lunch. Okay. Um, how they you got to turn in your bottles to get new bottles, or you actually pay that CRV. I love that aspect. I think so, that is, is great. There's an environmental aspect to it. There's, there's this recycling. Like, you have to do that. Um, I don't know, just a lot of things that I think make it part of culture that... To this day, most of the there's less, there's far less now. But most of the villages have a local brewery. Um, monasteries are brewing beer. There, it's just it's very intertwined in in culture, not just in the excessive drinking way. Yeah, I wish know. this would happen in the U.S. because then I would actually use all my sick days. I've never used all my sick days at a place I worked. Oh, yeah. But now, yeah. Now I'm actually incentivized to go sure. use them. And you I'll have a good night the, before, the night before. You definitely had yeah. enough hangovers to have used them all, oh, I right? I should have. But yeah. you showed up for work. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first started working on more beer, like 20, 21, right? And uh, the first couple times I called in hungover, uh, basically, I was like, look, I. Did you tell him? Yeah, because oh. because at the time it, we were just we were buddies. We were it was, I was I the see. first person hired like full time. Like I was like the guy, right? right I was like right. employee number four, and I was just working with Olin and Chris. We'd stay super late and get super wasted, and I would drive super far home, <laughs> oh, shit, it was, yeah. and then continue going on. And then finally, Chris was like, look, dude, you, you know, you you gotta you, you can't call. Out, you have to come in. Yeah, just because you partied last night doesn't mean that, right. that your job should suffer. I'm like. Oh, and that's just one of those dumb shit learning experiences that you have. You're like, oh, okay. So from then on, you're like, well, I did this to myself, and it's fine. Now i got to pay the price. But now you can just call it. Well, fuck you. I'm going to call it. Not if, fuck if you, but you, you know lived, what I mean? If you lived in Germany. If you lived yeah. in Germany, yeah. Yes. Now you, you can't necessarily do that. My grandma, every time before, God bless her soul. Bless her. Um, I don't know if she is, but She needs her. it. Every time she, I, I would talk to her, she'd be like, she probably does. You know, I never... Ever missed a day of work? Oh, I, right. I, I took vacation. Mm. I never called in sick. I was always there. I'm like, okay, think of everybody grandma. that you infected and contaminated. So that's a yeah. good point. Yeah, call in sick. Call in especially sick, especially if you're hungover. I don't care about can. coworkers though. Yeah, so. well, that's true. <laughs> I told you I would have called in sick last week for sure, except that our guest flew in from out of state to yeah. do the show, and I'm like, well, I got to suck it up. But and now Teresa's not here. And now Teresa's not here. And, and seriously, I didn't. That was part of my thought. I don't need to be spreading it around. Not just that I felt like shit, but I don't want to get everybody sick. And yeah, now Teresa's. I, I don't know. I think she's dead. I'm not sure what happened. Mm, Start that rumor. Put that on, on Twitter. Right. All right. Teresa Pasuti gone to gone. a bad cough that Justin gave her. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I, I'll do it right now. We need that, some press. That means there's a space in the bunker for yeah. Sierra Nevada. Yeah. So, I think this game is going to get us some press. Don't worry. We haven't gotten any negative press in a while. I'm no, we haven't. But there's, there's someone on Twitter who's very offended by what... what, what What's oh, offensive? Boy. Okay, so what was our Twitter was our game? game? If uh, Go ahead. What beer style would be the best kisser? So what's wrong with that? <laughs> is that offensive? Apparently we're personifying... 
a beer. But that was your that was your premise. premise. Like, I know. When you started, <laughs> yeah. you said, "Here's the premise." This is clearly somebody who doesn't listen to the show is okay. not currently listening. Oh. And and you know we do put out some dumb games on Twitter. So I, <laughs> among I, other things, I do, I do get that there's a disconnect. Like if you're following the Brew Network on Twitter, rarely, if ever, is somebody putting something out to get instant feedback. It's usually just updates or you know quips or whatever. But like yeah. right. this is a, a, a definite a okay, different okay, segment. Okay. Right? Let's 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 say for a second <laughs> that okay, yeah. even without your premise, because your premise was like, hey, we we we're, we seem to be personifying beer, so I'm going to ask a question. You know, okay, but even without the premise. Is it not just a silly question? Yeah, Why is it not just a silly question? It's stupid. It's yeah. like which which you know which. It didn't say like if cookie. which beer would like um, fondle you in an unwanted way. Yeah. It was or, like which beer is a make, good kisser. You know, make yeah. you more likely to be able to have sex with anyone. Like if you're not sexualizing it's it, a silly it's, question. Or, either yeah, way. or we're not even gendering it. It's yeah, right. not you know, and, right. and which was weird is a lot of the questions or a lot of the answers were very like aggressively gendered really yeah and was, i didn't see i didn't hear any gender I, in there well th- no the answers oh. like, i know some, i yeah, understand yeah, yeah. but i didn't i don't know why they would be did you ask the beer if it wanted feelings maybe you're not quite as pervy as everybody <laughs> thinks you are for me it was maybe. just a fun stupid dumbass like yeah you know those dumb hypotheticals that people if you had a million dollars if someone gave you a million dollars yeah, yeah. would you slap your dog yes of course it's a stupid <laughs> premise everybody would yeah well i don't like that someone gave somebody else a million dollars jason <laughs> right it's just i don't know man it was one person and i'm doubt i doubt they're a listener of the show or, or actively listening so okay. it's fine but twitter is definitely that space now where well, everything you, is. Yeah, <laughs> but especially Twitter, you get reply guys, reply bros, people who just oh, looking for something to reply at you about, right. to blow out of a portion, and then they Well, tag. then I hope we get more of it. Yeah, me yeah. too, to be honest. Frankly. Especially you, you, when it's innocent frankly. and silly, and we can just go... I don't really have anything to say back to you, except that it was an innocent and silly question. Yeah. Carry on with your arguing. That's right. Justin's asking to be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> cancel, cancel me. me. Please just cancel me. That's, that's, that goes for my job and my life. <laughs> right. Just cancel me. <laughs> when I said I wasn't religious, it's except when I'm praying to be canceled. That's right. Every night before bed, I run around my house running with scissors. Two pairs of scissors. Cancel me, 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 cancel me. I never trip. I also pray for your cancellation. Yeah. Everybody still work. Just cancel me already. I mean... Arrested development can get canceled, but not me, for God's sake. Well, hey. It came be, back. Be careful. Yeah, it got revived. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible. And then canceled again. <laughs> All right. Well, how did we do? Other than the one lame uh, responder, <laughs> how else did we do? Not a first responder, but a lame responder? Yeah. It's Punisher style. Um, we did all right. Okay. Uh, Paulie650. Mm-hmm. Hey, Paulie650. Paulie650 says that Quebec... It gets in hot and fast for that desired payoff. <laughs> for that desired what? Payoff. <laughs> and I thought about not putting it up, but I was like, you know what? It's, hey. Mm-hmm. He didn't genderize it. It's exactly. fine. Exactly. Yeah. 
It'll end sure. up in jail later. Which, did you ever but, you think, know? like, on this show? First of all, as a show, we've gotten we've been under the radar for a lot of dumb stuff. Oh god, <laughs> yeah. You ever thought we'd talk about not gendering a certain thing on this show? Like, mm. <laughs> that yeah. would have been a Twitter game twelve years ago. If anybody ever really had it out for us. There's a fucking recipe for that. Like, just go through and then cut out a sizzle reel of yeah. all the dumb shit we've said in yeah. 15 years, yeah. and you can bury us. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. Just do Please it. He's burying us. Hashtag cancel me. Can- hashtag cancel me. <laughs> hashtag you're canceled. Uh, so that's Pauly. All right. Uh, Brian King says, uh, Hellas, a little sweet, not bitter. Full-bodied and not sloppy in your mouth, which <laughs> we've all been there with a sloppy kiss, and that's Ugh. not okay. No, that's not that's not a good thing. That's a hell no. That's a hell, not a hell no. yes. Yeah, I just, I like full-bodied. You know what I'm saying? Full-bodied, you get the Stop round mo- movement of the tongue, maybe perhaps, or you know, who knows? A whole body kiss. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is gross. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> my because my tastes over the years have changed from like anorexic to yeah. full bodied. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Stop body, talking. Body positivity. I'm trying to help us get canceled. Yeah. You're ca- yeah. You're ca- <laughs> you're lighting yourself on fire. Yeah. Give me a fucking match. That's oh, too right. soon, Bebo. Yeah. Come on. Thank you. Um, David says uh, Rauch beer, smoky, underappreciated, and ready to make bad life choices after a long night in the pub's smoking section. Oh, sounds like just Ew. <laughs> yeah. I can't have write all that down, but I like it. I'm going to have to go back to you for the Rock recap. beer's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Barley Boy says, beer to guard. French kiss, la French beer. Okay, simple. Mm. I like it. Fun. There's a little youthful enjoyment in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. French kissing is not appropriate. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Hashtag me too. Guys, I saw my, my, oh my sister French kiss her boyfriend. <laughs> Who? Let me draw it for you in stick figure form. Oh, I'm like 11 years old. Oh, yeah. um, And then finally, uh, this one I just think is adorable. Two-door Bruce says, Russian Imperial Stout. Okay. Hmm. And that's it. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously. It's a good one. <laughs> so I feel just like, huh. I mean. You figure it out. It's too minimalist to ignore. Yeah, yeah. Russian Imperial Stout. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the accent's not doing anything for me. Because uh, obviously. Yeah. We uh, tell you. <laughs> we control mind. I feel like we should just get Can you buy that <laughs> online for kissing purposes only? Mail order. Mail yeah. order. Oh, R-I-S. Yeah. The old catalog. Mm. Thank you for completing <laughs> the welcome. joke. You're welcome. Huh. Okay. Well, for me, it's between... Because uh, it's hot and fast yeah. for the desired payoff. Or Russian Imperial Stout. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Russian Imperial Stout, because it's so awkward and weird, yeah. that it, it makes me want to kiss you. Just, yeah. I don't know what it is right yeah, now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> 10% beer. Just makes you want to yeah. kiss. Makes you want to stay warm in Siberia and kiss. I don't know what point of the just a couple times a year. It's just so good. I don't know. It's very gym response. That's our way. Come on, Russian Imperial Stout. Good job, Kudor Brew. Take that hater. Yeah. (laughs) Remember when we asked you for why? Don't do it. Did you read what the hater said? Yeah. They did. And well, we know they hate her. Like, but, read uh, it on... No, he didn't read it on air. No, I didn't read it on air. But yeah. the, the person was very confused as to what we were doing. And then 
Wasn't and the person then, just mad that we personified it at all? Probably. No, but they were, it. like, confused, and then you know, I prefer my be whatever. And it's like, I don't, why are you asking what? If you're going to answer the question, why are you why are you participating? Why, I don't understand. Like, are you trying to teach me a so, so, social lesson? Like, I don't oh. – there's so much yeah. that I don't understand about why <laughs> the effort was put into the response at all. But it's the Internet. So – it is the interweb. Uh, I read some article briefly. Uh, I'll tell you real fast. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, title. Bob, uh, Basin. Uh, <laughs> that always means. <laughs> Bob Iger. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I said that. But Bob Iger, Disney guy or whatever, yeah. he commented uh, at one point they were looking at buying Twitter. Oh, boy. And he said he didn't do it because of all of the negativity that mm. that platform generates. I'm like, sure. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. He could make it the happiest place on earth. Yeah, it could have been. A person could have written in today and gone, what a great idea from JP. A good question, thoughtful, poignant, a part of our times where people seem to be personifying beer. Well played, Mr. Petros. It could have gone like that. It could have. Uh, That's definitely true. But that didn't happen. Thanks, Iger. Yeah. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for you today. I want to thank Common Roots Brewing Company for being on the program. Christian and Bert Weber, uh, a great team over there, uh, good people, and, and thanks for sending us beer. Go to commonrootsbrewing.com. You can learn more about it. And like I said, if you want to, you can Google. There, There's there's like photos of the fire in progress. There's photos of the aftermath. There's photos of the great building beforehand. Um, and I'm guessing that soon we're going to see photos of the all-new uh, Phoenix that has risen. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. So, um, I'm excited for all that. I want to thank them for being on the program. We are off air for the next couple of weeks because uh, that's yeah. right. That's right. We've got the Great American Beer Festival, which you can find me at. I'll be in the Beer and Food Pavilion. and uh, Sorry, the Brewer Studio. Not the, uh, whatever. I don't know what it's Just go. You'll find me. And we'll uh, be streaming the awards on Saturday morning. I believe it'll be 10 a.m., but pay attention to thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll put it all on. We'll tweet that, too. If that's okay. If no one will yell about it. <laughs> We're ready to uh, broadcast this guy right here, the GABF yeah. Award. Why does it have to be a guy? And what's the significance of 10 a.m.? What, is that like the walk of shame? Is a guy doing a walk of shame at 10 a.m. on Ooh. Saturday? Is that what's happening? You'd be a good reply, bro, online, mm, dude, for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. I know. I don't go right for the jugular. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we're off uh, because I will be in, in Denver for the Great American Beer Festival and then back here for Concord Oktoberfest, which is the 11th and the 12th. Go to ConcordOktoberfest.com and get your tickets and come hang out and drink great craft beer. And do it now. Also, come and join us on October 19th at Sierra Nevada, where we will be partying with Ken Grossman and the crew. And doing our thing out there, you can come hang out with us. Uh, go to SierraNevada.com, get your tickets. I expect to see you there. Hell yeah. Come and say hello. JP will be there. I'll be there. Sounds like Beardy's going to be there. Yeah. It's Abigail's birthday, so Bevo can't be there. Uh, Teresa Pasuti will be there from Crooked Lane. (laughs) She's not dead. Right. And I'm waiting to hear if Kim Shimke will be there, too. No. Well, that could really yeah. determine if Warren and I go. Was yeah. she on the email? I might be busy. Did I email Shimke? I might not have emailed her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Oh, Sometimes I forget. that's too bad. Sometimes I forget about people. <laughs> like Shimke. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We good? Yeah. Man. Take us out of here, JP. Bro, oh, shit. I didn't do any of that. I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> so all. we're not good. No, we're not. We're not good oh. at all. Oh, I forgot right. it all. Sorry. Okay. Man. Well, <laughs> let's see. What can we do here? Thank you to our so sponsor, More Beer. You can buy absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Yeah. Right. 
Thank you to Common Roots Brewing Company for sending in uh, a bunch of great beers, but most notably, that sour beer. Yes. I mean, come on. Great yeah. beer. Get out of here with that whole thing. Um, everybody in here is on like Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but you all know that. You've heard it 100 times before. Justin's not, so if you want to yell at him, uh, email Bevo, that's B-E-E-V-O at thebrewingnetwork.com. Go to Manscaped and use coupon code BREWING for 20% off and free shipping. You can get your lawnmower 2.0. Hell yeah. Also, uh, Justin is on Instagram. His last post was 2012. <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Thank you very much. Enjoy all the podcasts on the Burn Network or on social media and love us very much. Thank you. Justin's in my sky and winning the race. JP does great as his cherry.